This show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Facehammer episode 20. It's the new Dawn show. Um, it's me, Russ the Face. I'm joined by Les Liberator, Martin, and Terry Coconut Milk. <laughs> wow. What an exciting intro name. Well, I was crutchy was getting bored of that. Yeah, I still think we should call it Teabag. This could be quite good. PG Tips. Teabag? Terry Teabag Pike. Because mm. <laughs> you're into getting teabagged, aren't you? That's what you're into. Oh, speaking of names, not but teabagging. Like, don't go speaking of teabagging. Also, speaking of teabagging. Speaking, speaking of names, one of the emails we got the other day, someone said, oh, I'll get Terry Byron and Les a code, but they spelt my name T-E-R-R-I, like bloody Terry Hatcher from Superman. Oh, yeah. Female. Oh, was no, it on the weekend? Yeah. You dress up like you've got like a black bob on the weekend and you wear like dresses and you fuck a man in a Superman costume. Mm, it's not really, but uh, there's a little insight uh, into Les's uh, <laughs> fantasy that I didn't need. I know you're into your comics, mate, but fucking, oh, that's a bit dark. Totally, I'm into. Uh, With well, you, it'd be totally be a Spider-Man outfit, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> he loves his little little Spider-Man outfit. I don't know. I'm not going to talk about the fucking. Do you reckon you could pull off Tobey Maguire? <laughs> how, how can he pull him off? <laughs> Depends on the grip, bottom of the shaft, go for it. Maybe. You never collect the balls, do you? So. No, exactly. Ah, uh, drain that web fluid. Right, okay, that's enough. Right, we're here, we're yeah, going to talk... Gonna... <laughs> what? <laughs> that's enough randomness. Okay, so uh, we're here, um, we're going to talk about New Dawn, but before we do that, um, we have had a little bit of a, a hiatus... Um, you could probably tell from my voice, I've still got the remnants of a cold. I've been ill for about four weeks, which has been lovely. And um, Les has finally moved. Whee! He's been moving since Blood and Glory. <laughs> I've been moving since Blood and Glory. Um, or not moving, as we should say. Yeah, Les isn't moving. You're not moving. Um, uh, yeah, and then Terry's been around, but no one cares. And uh, Byron's in Las Vegas. <laughs> So we um, we haven't really recorded because we've been a little bit yeah, light on the ground, real life stuff and all that shit. You know? Yeah, and we've been pretty chockers as well. Like you know, yeah. we'd like a stag do, a tournament, and a few other bits and bobs going on. So yeah, there you go. But we're here now. It's Friday, but it's we are going to do the firestorm show. We are, but that'll be after this show. Yeah, uh, just because in case people are wondering where that went. It's, yeah, we we need to. Coming. Yeah, something. We want to continue our um, sort of like the, the precedent we set with the Beyond Team Show and not record a show on team events. Yeah, yeah. I think that was more because the edition was changing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just kind of like we got things got away from us, and then the new game came out, and it kind of felt a little bit irrelevant to that. record about the stuff. And also, I think we had so many tournaments back to back that we just didn't have time to cover it. Yeah. Don't know. We but didn't we're going to do, do the forest one, aren't we? we yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it, it's it gets to a point where you're like, it's old news, um, and it's hard to actually one 
talk about it that's going to be in an informative way and remember actually what you know what happened and if actually people care because you know a bit old hat yeah. already well i know rob perrin wants me to cover our sh- our game in depth on the show so that'd be all right yeah we definitely cover it it was good um <laughs> i think as well we um we need to talk about new releases really don't we we do yeah um because what was the phrase you used to me when you saw what's coming out uh, I'm, turgid? Tur- I'm turgid, yeah. I was yeah. Phys- physically and sexually erased by the, the So releases. you had a bit of a chub on for these? I had, yeah, like, my, my nipples got hard. I had, like, a fucking semi. It was amazing. Yeah, so, like, Les is that excited about the Pestilence book. That, uh, that is, oh, yeah. no, hang on, no, no, hang <laughs> And on, the rebasing on, of the Play Claw, which had already been done, but was in the new release section. Yeah. The rebasing of the Play... The rebasing of the Play Claw sounds like some sort of, like arty farty film doesn't it but they released the vermin lord as the vermin lord corruptor rebased him and but didn't do anything with the others oh really? it's the same kit but the box has changed to the vermin lord corruptor so i think they're going to do them all and just have them all as a separate kit yeah but they'll just have different box art won't they yeah yeah gives them more models uh, in the range i suppose <laughs> Which are the same thing. I don't know. Really? Did they even do more than one room lord? I thought they only did the Deceiver. Nah, that's like five. Oh, shit, it's the <laughs> no, Screech Verminkin's pretty good. So's the uh, Warbringer. And so Warbringer, is the, um, Deceiver, Corruptor. They're, basically, Ops, they're all good except for the Corruptor. I, I just thought there was only the Deceiver. That's the only one I've ever seen. At the club and, you know. I don't know what you mean. I mean, it, it must be that twat who wrote the comp, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently. Yeah. You don't oh, wait, that was me. You know? You don't play Skaven, though, do you? So you're under Compton. No, well, I, I don't care. <laughs> I just like, um, they got to have something good. I mean, most of the other, I mean, I don't think they're o- OP. Um, I'm going to talk about them in the show anyway, so. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought you weren't going to talk about your list. No, I've got to review my games at New Dawn. I played a game I won. I played a game I won. I played a game I lost. Not talk about your list. Right, yeah. we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking twat, just because you weren't there. All right. right, okay. Where were you? Ah, he was moving. <laughs> right, talk about the new Stormcast. Go. Okay, so there's Dracos and then there's the Filth Drake. Which do you want I think to do? you'll find they're called Trichthonian Guard. Yeah. Talk about those, Les. Go on. you got Chab on for them. Which one do you want me to talk about? Talk about the Guard, because they're actually out. Okay, right, so you've got three, uh, four options, haven't you? I don't know what the names of them are. There's the Hammer Guys. Oh, the you, you fucking... Concussors, Desolators... <laughs> Fulminators, Fulminators and Tempestors. Tempestors. The one that you'll never see, the Tempestor. I thought you said you were going to do these. No, They're no, the no. one with the shooty attack, aren't they? They're good. The shooty attack's really you good. You take one of them. Yeah, but... It's, it's so, I don't know. Someone pointed them really heavily, so I can't fit the shit in. Only six. I know. There's still six points. You've got to take more than one, haven't you? Yeah, but they're a little bit fucking good, though. Yeah, but two of them aren't as good as uh, unit of retributors. Mm, I don't know about that. It depends, how you, it depends how they synergize with the army, doesn't it? It depends how you take them, what you take them with. Because you're not just taking the Dracoffs on for... Maybe you they take... should be five, but... I think ten, if Tempesters are five, I'd be, I'd be tempted to take them. Yeah, but the problem is the Tempesters, that stupid effect they give them. What, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Right. The minus one to hit. Disruptive, yeah. right. So Tempestors are the guys with bows on the back. And it's at the start of your shooting phase, you can declare the unit will concentrate all fire on enemy unit in 12. All models from this unit must attack the unit. But you don't have to do any damage. No. You don't have to do anything. You just say, I'm only going to shoot this unit. And that unit then has minus one to all their hit rolls. So you just you just have like two of them with 
and you just see a single unit, and you just go and go, you're minus one to hit, you're minus one to hit. It's like, yeah. it's stupid. You don't even have to do a wound, and it's yeah. like, oh, it's God. fucking you retarded. Just, you gain the mark of Nurgle by doing nothing. I think they're banned. Fuck off. Oh, they're actually really good at, co- at fighting too, when you look at it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that, oh, no, they're really overcosted, but they've got this amazing effect, and they're really good at fighting. Yeah, three of safety rolling ones. Uh, they got, like, fucking breath weapon attack, lightning surge. Which is um, a unit within well, pick a unit within six inches, and then each tempest or Drakoff does D three attacks. And the worst thing is, right? The, the the beast is three attacks, freeze and freeze minus one. If yeah. you roll a six to win, it does D six damage. Yeah, like the burst. The six chance, yeah, it? but the burst potential is stupid. I know. I mean, it's... take a because the thing is, you you might not roll a six, you might roll two sixes. Yeah, but yeah. what if you roll a five and you've got plus one to wound? Oh, yeah, what if you've got yeah. that, uh, that what wild got, form? What if you take a Celestant? Less to hit, is it? Yeah, well, it's, um, it's plus, oh, yeah, sorry, but yeah, plus one to hit, not wild form, it's to wound. Do they sorry. get any things that buff their wound? You, no, you could take an Empire, uh, wizard, and uh, make him beast and take, beast, um, yeah. Wild form. Wild form. Yeah, plus one to wound, fives and sixes on that dragon bite. Mmm. Tasty. Balanced. Balanced. I'd love to be a GW Games designer. They literally just go, "What should we give it?" Oh fuck it, let's make it everything. Sweater. Let's give it everything. Let's make. What else should we give it? Oh, this as well. Uh, let's, uh, let's have a look at it. It's got a derpy pose. It's one legs in there. Let's give it real good rules. Hang on, you're not slagging the models off. I thought you liked. No, to. I, I actually really do like the models. I'm just. I'm basically doing that for Sedge because Sedge like whinged about it for a little bit. And I I like them, but I don't like them. I think they'll be good when they're painted properly. It, I just like, don't like them. It's like all the Stormcast models. I saw them, didn't like them. Then I saw them painted not gold, and I went, oh, they look good. Yeah. I saw them painted properly. Sorry, Heavy Metal Team. I saw them painted I don't with a think bit it's more... the Heavy Metal Team that paints them, is it? It's the Speed Painting Army Team that paints the stuff now, wouldn't it? Oh, shut up. No, they, some of it's... That's good quality. Much. The good quality paint job. Yeah, look at the, like, it, the cloak just, on the right. It's just flat, it's though. Sorry. It's like, oh, it's not flat. It's just, I don't gold. know, it, the gold doesn't, doesn't have enough definition in it, in my gold opinion. Gold's just naff. Yeah, and I think that, that hurts the overall look of the model. I mean, when you look at them, I really like the sort of like the hexagonal sort of like scaly bits that they've got. Those added bits to the yeah, arm. to the armor. It's like, a yeah, bit weird, yeah. isn't it? But I really the, like it. The paint jobs do nothing to insinuate it, but I, I think gold just doesn't photograph very well. No, it doesn't, and that's another problem. Like you probably in the flesh, they probably look really good. Yeah, it, it's the problem with like. I mean, I I really like the fulminators. I think they look really nice. Yeah, because they've got like the whole like big spear and the little Roman legion type look. They're the ones with the big fluffy helmets. Yeah. They, yeah. And the, the sort of like the protector spear. If you look at the actual like the models of the protect, uh, the fulminators as well, the riders look like they're sort of like, they're, they're sort of like high in the stirrups. Yeah. So they're, they're almost like leaning over the Drakoff. So to, to, they actually look like they've got more movement than people give them credit for. Yeah. And I think with some repositioning that they'll look really good. Yeah. Um, the, um, but the fulminators are basically, they've got minus one to shoot at them and to shoot at them. Um, does free damage on the charge rather than one. Okay. So, they, um, <laughs> yes. ridiculous. The, the two up savory rolling ones against shooting, aren't they? Yeah. 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 But it's the, um, it's the, uh, lightning it's surge just... is pretty stupid, isn't it? Yeah, that's the, I mean, there is this, like, me and Terry were discussing this the other night, and I've, I've had this idea, but it, it doesn't quite work where you, you take a unit of fulminators, you, you teleport them across the board. Um, uh, with the Vexler, um, and then the Vexler does the, on a four, the unit takes mortal wounds, but you have to be outside of three inches. 
um, which combos now with the bit that I was going to say about the lightning surge, because if you're within three inches, yeah, they, take two more they take two more wounds off the shooting as mm-hmm. opposed to one, and they do D3 shots each. But because you have three. to teleport away outside, outside of three, of three inches, three. you're never in range to yeah. do it. But never it's when you're bogged down in combat. Yeah, but, you, so, but people will be doing that. They'll be teleporting them and going, yeah, I'll teleport three away, and it says three, but actually it says more than three away. Yeah, yeah which is you the can't with do the, that. Only if you're playing a douchebag, and I don't think anyone would actually pull that on, on anyone. No, I mean, it's, if, if you don't read the rules correctly, I mean, I initially... Yeah, like I don't think people are doing it intentionally. It'll be, I'm three away, I'll shoot you with my three attack. Yeah. Well, no, because you'll uh, be more than three. Yeah. Yeah, Let's not put it on the podcast, because people will start going, oh, there's an argument there. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe yeah, I'll, I'll look at the wording and argue semantics. No, more than three, so, like, if within you're gonna, three, don't worry. If work. you're going to do that, fuck off and play Night Phage. Sorry, just carry on. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, Desolators or yeah. concussive snakes? I, I like. De- I mean, obviously, everyone likes desolators. Who I doesn't? don't. I don't like these. I like these the axe ones. Yeah, shit. Six attacks if there's six models in the unit. Yeah, what the fuck? You're going to take six of them. Well, as soon as you lose one, they don't. They lose the attacks. They still yeah, get four- you teleport yeah. them and go first. Damage two, rend one. They get three. Mm, two two damage is quite nice, but you hit on a four. Yeah, I'm not really. I, I think the best ones are concussors, but. Yeah, I can't believe I missed that rule. That you're such, such a chode. I know. I, I was like, yeah, they're all right. They're retributors on fucking Dracoffs. And then you were like, have you read the rules for the Because I would rather take these over the um, Desolators every day of the week. So they're basically, they're freeze and freeze minus one damage two. So they've got better combat attack. And then they've got this, um, if you roll a six or more to hit, then you do a mortal wound in, in addition. addition. But also... The unit that takes the mortal wound cannot pile in. So you just go around the corner and go, oh, there's a mortal wound. You can't pile in this at me. Yeah. I'm going to clip this onto this 30 dumb. storm vermin. Uh, your two guys can attack me back. I mean, luckily they've only got a one inch reach. I mean, you imagine if they had like a two inch reach, they'd be so broken. Yeah. Yeah, no, they would be correct. I mean, I think they're really good anyway. I think that you've actually. You, you and on a four up, they do D3 mortal wounds with their 12 inch shooting attack. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you get. you get And, and the Dracoff. Arcane is. bolts will work on a 50 50. Which can't be dispelled. Which can't be dispelled. And don't add to your spell cap. Yeah. Well, it's a shooting attack. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. It, it doesn't contribute towards your magic phase because it's a shooting attack. I'm calling it now. Packed. The only ones you'll see concusses Four and raiders. the bowmans. No, I think the it's the Tempestals. No, I don't think you will. Damage three on the charge. Yeah, but it's only on the charge. I think... Yeah, but you're always going to charge with them. Yeah, but the other guys are damaged two all the time. And they've got a better effect. And, you know, they're just better. I mean, why why wouldn't you take the 12-inch range wound gun? Yeah, and the fact I suppose. That, I mean, like, if you had three of them, you've basically got a... If there's a character within 12 of whatever you've, you're, you're near... You could basically snipe characters out. Yeah, that is true. I mean, you don't, you don't really have to shoot what you're fighting. fighting. Yeah. And I mean, you, with your meta of attacks, the Dracoff put it as well. You don't really want to be fighting them, do you? No. And, and, yeah. and then they've got the anti-pilot. And yeah. the only reason you take the ten pestles is the minus one to hit. Yeah, but you can just take one of them in a yeah. unit. So take you two take... units of one. Well, you could put them in a unit with the other ones, can't you? Or can you not mix their weapons? You can't mix them. No, no, different no. Oh, okay. Well, you just take them in ones, then, don't you? You just take two, two as ones that just, just 
run around just debuffing people. Yeah, there you go. Take take Marker Nurgle. <laughs> yeah. And whatever you've you've just charged with your prime or whatever, oh, I must hit. What? Yeah, but the importance of that is also when they're like on sixes to hit you, yeah. they do something special. Yeah, exactly. Sudden, you lose that it. That don't work. Yeah. Which so you I imagine found... doing it to other people's retributes. Yeah. Or the what's the choppy dark elf ones? Executioners. Yeah, they're sixes to hit, aren't they? They do that extra. Yep. Yeah. Stop the Nurgle shit as well. Blight Kings with the explosion. Nurgle's on wound roll. That's the wound roll. No, no, it's the Blight Kings that do it on the hit Explode, roll. Explode, yeah. I, I, when I played against someone who had the Mark of Nurgle formation thing, it was like, yeah, I hit you, I'll explode these four sixes on a minus one to hit. They're fives. So, ugh. Oh, it was just, it was so shit. It just completely wrecks that unit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think they're pretty tasty. I mean, they're a scoring unit in South Coast as well. Five wounds, so... Yeah. You've got two scoring units that debuff for six points with a range attack. That have a three up re-rolling one save. Yeah. That are what, fours and threes in combat rend one, and then you've got the Dracoff attacks that could I mean the Dracoff's still a Dracoff underneath it. It's yeah. And it's got the And it's the still got a six inch stage. range um three up more wound gun, D three yeah. shots each. So Yeah. I think they're all usable. Two up save re rolling well. A free up savory rolling ones. Yeah. It's pretty good. I actually really like the model as well. You know, the sword on across his back and stuff. Looks really cool. Yeah. yeah he would say that now. Yeah. That's, fuck off. I'm not taking <laughs> Fuck, I'm not taking them. I'm not, I'm not going to take them. Uh, I've Perhaps. got enough fucking boxes. I How many have you bought, Les? Uh, four boxes. I've, I, I bailed on the fifth box. I was going to buy five and then I bought, I bought the new Heraldor. Four's all you need, mate. Four's all you need. That's six guys with the hammers and, and two singles with bows. Yep. Yeah. Don't need any more. I'm going to have one of each, I think, eventually. You I've can make a Celestin out of the kit as well, can't you? No, I think yeah. it is actually a different box, isn't it? No, no, it's the same kit. Oh, different. is that why it's got the box set of the normal box set under him? Yeah. So I thought, why, why have you got pictures of the normal box set under the Celestin? Because there's bits on there to make a Celestin on Dracoff now as well. Oh, it's just dumb. He's got all the same weapon options as well now, so he can have the um, the concussor. The hammer. Yeah. The, the he also has. Um, I'm just trying to find the actual the rules because they changed it a little bit, haven't they? Um, he's his um, thunder axe is a little bit different. He adds uh, gets an attack for every Stormcast Eternal unit in your from your army. Yeah. Within five. So he has, uh, the Thunder Axe does three attacks, but he gets to, you know, add one to that attack per unit. So you just run five oh. single Dracoffs around with him, so he gets eight attacks. And he's threes and threes, rend one damage two. Right, it's all about a lightning hammer, man. Yeah. On a roll of a six, you take two more wounds. Uh, if you take more wounds, cut pile in. Woo! Oh, yeah. So what else came out? A new Heraldor? New Heraldor model, which I think is absolutely ex- exceptional. It's amazing, that model. Uh, I think it's better than the other one. By I really like it. I, I, I actually, I, the other one grew on me when I built it. Yeah. I was going to say, I quite liked it after I saw it. Um, it's basically the same model, just with his different pose, slightly different it's pose. Just repose slightly. I like the, the way he's holding his sword and stuff. And basically, his sword's up in the air rather than down, and his horn's not to his eye socket, it's yeah, he's down. Not, he's not got a telescope. But now. it's almost the same model, to be fair. I think the the pose and stuff, it doesn't look quite as fat. He doesn't look like a fat lad, does he? Looking through a telescope. Yeah, I think that might be why they redid him. 
Why? Because we griefed him so much on the first time yeah, we reviewed it. Yeah, I'm totally him. calling that. We griefed it so much they re-sculpted it. Yep. Sounds legit. It sounds like a legit thing. We're going to call it ours anyway, so there we are. Yeah. The Face Hammer Haldor. Face Haldor. <laughs> well, the first one was the face one, because he was telescoping that shit. So I so, don't see any ships? Yeah. So what else come? That was it, wasn't it? The drop-offs uh, the, and the... The Extremist book. Oh, yeah. Well. We haven't got that yet, though. The extremist no. bullshitters book, where they give them more stupid rules they don't probably need. <laughs> the formation, oh my god. I'm calling it now. They're going to be horrific. They don't, they get shit on. Just fucking, oh. every single fucking person on the internet that doesn't like, that isn't playing Stormcast, which is about two people, is fucking whinging about it though. It's like, God, it's gonna be hotly contested for best in race Stormcast at South Coast. Yeah. I'll tell you what, mate, the, um. It's gonna be about a hundred of you fuckers. Did you see the, um, Pestilence book? Yeah. Have you got it? No, I'm gonna pick it up tomorrow. I haven't got mine yet. I was like, I don't know if it's good or not. I, I, I don't know. What, the Pestilent book? Yeah. It's a bit of a weird release, isn't it? Today, but so I assume it's filth because that's all that guy does, isn't it? Like, what's that? I said Relian was talking about it on Twitter today. There's really no filth in there, apart from the filthy pestilence. But the like the formations are dog shit. Um, they're like oh. there's no, there's just nothing to them. Yeah. Um, when we scored them, Dad, there's only I think there's one of them that's is it's got like all the sensor bearers and the furnace is okay. Um, but to be honest, it's just awful. It's not, they're not very good. I, in general, there's very few good chaos formations that you don't have to invest your entire army into. I don't know about that. Like, what, the Blight King one's amazing, but yeah. you have to commit. I'm gonna make everyone rage now. I'm gonna make everyone rage now. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Bloodstorm one. It's rubbish, really. <laughs> <laughs> the Bloodstorm? Is that the one you used? Yeah. That you made, was it like one comp or something? Fuck off, it was five. Curry keeps going on about it. Oh, I'm so comps. Oh. Chaos Dwarfs. Accept oh. it, Ben. They're not a real army. Move on. Oh, you have. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's my goal. I'm going to get everyone playing Stormcast. I'm going to just change the comp. Yeah, DW like... give me a percentage money on every like Stormcast model they sell. So, uh, yeah. Do You're well. be rolling in it with the amount of money it costs Mate. these characters. Exactly. Every, yeah. every like, £20 model. How much is the new Drake? 85 quid? That we can't talk we, about the Drake. It's not out yet. It's secret. Shh. Shh. I want to see what the formations are in the Extremist book. Well, judging by the battalion things you can buy on the website, I'm going to guess they're blocks of these Dracoff riders. Uh, no one will be able to take them to safe because they're too expensive. Um, I don't know. I think one of them's got eight in the bundle. So I'm, I'm guessing that's the formation. Because they've got names on the website as well, so... You're talking, you're talking about the, um, the, like, the Thunder Wave Echelon. Thunder Lightning Echelon. Echelon. That's that's the formation, isn't it? Those two. Do you know what, do you know what you should do, Les? You should, um, you should take all your shoulder pads off and get those Tempest Lords upgrade packs. Yep. Because they're awesome. I don't like them. I was joking. Oh, okay. They're like, it's like, it's like a hand holding a hammer with lines coming out of it. These are really, like, I don't like to bag, bag on Games Workshop, but yeah, the, these are awful. These I, are I, awful. Like, these are really ropey. Out of all the things you could have sculpted, like, and cast, why did, why? 
just just why the Tempest Lords and it's like a hand oh it's just I'm just zooming in on it now is it like a hand jerk in a lightning bolt or something <laughs> it's it's you know like the um, it's like one of those automatic hammers he's just holding the hammer and it's like vibrating oh like, I don't know it's really disappointing it uh, yeah they're not good is it they're not like uh, I, I actually don't mind the colour scheme that they've painted the, the Tempest Lord in but I'm not I a big fan I of don't the like sculpt. the hammers really. I'm not, I don't like the colour scheme White, white and silver next to each other. Also, an email went round from Forge World saying that they are going to release all the Monstrous Arcanum and Storm Magic Monster rules. So all the monsters that they've made, Warfire Dragons, Carmine Dragon, all that's getting rules. They said soon, but that was like, you know, a month ago. So I only hope they don't because I can't be asked to score them. <laughs> Should we talk about the other new announcement that GW brought up? They didn't bring it up. Are you talking about what? Are you talking about the... Um, should we talk first about Star Trek? Filth Drake. Filth Drake. <sighs> so balanced. It's, it's amazing. Right. Can I... <sighs> no, you can't. Just shut up. No, no, do, no, do it. Do it, do it. Just, right. They, they saw that Croak was really fun for the game, clearly, with his infinite range, you know, Comet, bullshit. And then they went, do you know what? would be really cool. Let's put Croak on a dragon, then change Croak into a prime mini, and just, yeah... Just, think, just murder the kit. Do, do you think Games Workshop are pike fishing? I think I they're just, they are, yeah. I think they're yeah. being dickheads. Do you know what I think is really funny about it? What? It's the uh, the bite attack. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's got like a chomp attack where you roll a dice, like three dice, and if you roll over the model's wounds, it's just dead. Yeah, five wounds can... Varengard, chomp, dead on a six. You can snipe, though. Yeah, that's you, what I was you saying You can before. go into like a unit of like Demons. Undead stuff and go, oh, kill a banner. Kill a banner? Not getting any models back now. It's dumb. Like, totally dumb. It is. Re- it, all right, okay, it loses bite attacks as it gets weakened, but it yeah. always has one. So you can always eat the the, ba- the banner out of a nom, plague berry. It's like, oh, there's a plague drone there on a six. Yomp. <sighs> Cheers. <laughs> Just, oh, why? Like, it's got so many good rules. It, what's it got? Like, eight special rules? Does it it's really need that many? I mean, no one's even mentioned about the fact that the Celestine's a bit of a beat stick on top of him now yeah, as well. Yeah. You know? Under charge, he gets D3 extra attacks with the, yeah. the sword or the right. blade, doesn't it? As well, it's like really easy to like overlook how good it is. Because you look at the stats, you know, oh, it's all right. And then you read its special rules and you go, it does what? Yeah, so, oh yeah, so when you roll a one... For your armor save, you re-roll it. If it's successful, you hit. Is it what? Every unit within three inches takes a mortal wound. So yeah, just just have an extra mortal wound shield. Yeah, because you you didn't need it on top of your three up save re-rolling anyway. I just love how fucking like they're good. The, the, even though the, the attacks are such a good combat monster. I mean, you know, any any hit result of a six does the what three wounds, doesn't it, with his stormbound blade or whatever it is, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's the only good. saving factor that doesn't Damage make this model so broken that it shouldn't even be allowed on the table is it doesn't have a mortal wound save. That's the only like negative thing about the entire fucking model is you can just kill it with mortal wounds. Yeah, so at least they did something right in that. I, I'm honestly I'm surprised it's for four at mortal save as well, like an iron halo, like a fucking true space marine. 
I think can deep strike out of the land raider. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that you'll be able to deep strike. Oh, something. I imagine in one of the formations, if you take yeah. two of them or something, they they can do like an arc lightning. Oh, wouldn't it be bullshit. cool if like you had like multiple of them and there was like a lightning bolt that surged between them? <laughs> so like oh, you well, light them that, up that one gem end. in Diablo three, yeah. where you both have the gem and it fires lightning. It fires lightning between, between the two guys and it fries everything in between. Yeah. So you could have one on each side of their army, just charge it in and go, oh, lightning, lightning strike. Tomorrow and when I, we read this streamer's book, we're going to be like, what? what? This is real? <laughs> it's just like a mortal wound factory as well. Even like the fucking sweeping tails like a bullshit thing. It's like, oh, yeah. after it's made all of its attacks, um, after it's made all of its attacks, uh, any enemy unit within three inches suffered die from mortal wounds. Right, let, let's look at the most dumb rule on it now. Don't fucking Other stop banging on attack. about the fucking arcane, like, what is it, like, Rain of, rain of rain of star falls and rainbows like yeah. you need to play that take that stardust song when you play when you use this oh, ability and like talk is. about the, the stars falling i mean oh just why because it makes you cry terry and everyone this likes rule is so dumb go on then what is it go on. right so you pick you roll a dice and that's how many units you can pick on the board and on a 4+, they take D3 mortal wounds. No range, no line of sight in the shooting phase. It's just basically like the hammer cloak on crack. It's basically it's Croak's Comet that's always boosted that you can't dispel. That you can buff with Griffins if anyone... No, because Croak's yeah, one just Croak. affects D6 units. You don't have to roll a 4 up, do you? No, obviously... And you don't that, get the rerolls because you're not Croak. No, but this, this you just pick up to D6 units. But you can do it multiple times as well because you can have two Star Drakes. <laughs> So you could just sit in the corner with Croak and two Star Drakes and just go, triple comets, yeah! Like, you wouldn't score any scenarios, but you just take everyone's armies off without even fucking moving. It'd be fun to play, though, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be brilliant. It'd be like the true dwarf army, except it'd be dragons and lizards instead. Why don't you take a dwarf army with dragons? Order. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is... With yeah, like I said, when you combine it with Griffhounds, if you deep strike near it, it can shoot you. So then it can fire off its stupid rain of stars. <laughs> Again, you. that's your and own then, fault for you teleporting shoot up the stuff on the board because it says pick D six units. So you pick the one that's deep strike near you because you have to, and then you pick up to five other units if you roll high enough and just shoot st- other stuff in their movement phase. <laughs> it's so stupid. I'd definitely be taking one if I had time to get one finished. I don't like the model. I, I, I think it's going to be fine. I need to off. see it in like the flesh, but the wings the upset the me. They look gold. like fish fins. They look like wings. Oh, it's yeah. got like a bit of a terror guy's pose where it's like yeah, on its. It's, hands. it's not. Atom- I know it's it's going to sound stupid arguing about it not being atomic- atomically correct when it's a fucking fantasy dragon, but I don't know. It just doesn't. It upsets me. It's a bit like the old vampire with the the wing. That upset me because it's got too many veins on it. It's got too. It's, it's, it's like it a big veiny ball bag stretched out over his wing. No, like not that. It's ball. not that. It, I mean, like the, like, you know, like normally like a bat wing is there's five prongs to it where you've got the uh, the skin stretched between them. Yeah. But he's got like seven. It's like why has he got seven? That doesn't make sense. It's a bit like the. Um, he's a star drake. Well, it's like when you look at the. Uh, the bloody minotaurs, and you go, why have they got muscles there? That doesn't make sense. Because they've like, been lifting, bro. No, but it's not even lifting, because it wouldn't, they wouldn't do anything. 
And I remember um, the white dwarf. Oh, dang. <laughs> I remember it's like yeah, I feel the feel the pump and then coming and I love it and they've got oh, muscles on gonna, muscles. You're gonna have to edit that in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> such a good clip. They just, it's just like the when they said like in the white dwarf, they're like, oh, we've had like pictures of goats all over the office because we wanted to get them correct. It's like you didn't, then, did you? You obviously, <laughs> they, they you obviously had like, like pictures of goats. <laughs> um, you know, like I don't know, just like <laughs> some weird fucking genetic mutant goat that you were like looking at, going, oh yeah, let's make it fantasy. Let's put some. Has been hitting the juice way too much. <laughs> it's, it's oh, I'm so fucking pumped. <laughs> Oh dear! But back to the Star Drake. Oh my god! Oh, it just could, yeah, it's, fine. it's fine. It could have had some cool rules. Instead, it has all the rules. It's like Warlocks in Eighth Edition, where they went. What rules should they have? All of them. So South Coast Cop. How much is it? Twenty-eight. Two, not enough. Do you reckon? I reckon it. It needs to be thirty. How much is Malakith? Forty. Oh yeah, but you can't compare it to Malakith. Uh, it's. I think you can. No, you can't. They're both. Malakith's harder to kill. And it does yeah, more damage. This thing does and way much more damage. Mm, I don't know. The infinite range shooting attack is so much value. It is, but... You only get one, two shots against it, though, against most armies, wouldn't you? If you unless you play it really defensively in the corner. Yeah, but you've still got a three-up re-roll in one set. You've, you, you know, if you just play around the mortal wound stuff, that thing's not going to die very easily. And its shooting isn't effective. If it's on one wound or 12 or 14, however many it's got, it still does it. 16. 16? Oh, my God. <laughs> So it's still Origi- it's, originally it's, I had it at thirty. I, I think thirty was the right call. We'll see. Maybe people won't bother taking it because it's. I, I bet they will. I bet you he's gonna. I bet the Drake will replace the Prime in eighty percent of Stormcastless. Oh, and it gives plus one to cast and minus one to enemies to cast as well. Just as I added little fuck you. Doesn't matter, does it? It's ah, uh, it's brilliant. Like it's got too many good rules. GW, stop it. Spread the rules out. Make more models. So if you want to, um, if you want to collect a Stormcast army, uh, be sure to click through the the link to Element Games on our website and uh, yeah, give us some kickback. Yeah, so yeah. when much you buy I would actually like to say, actually, um, we've had quite a few because I get to see like the sales and the percentages and stuff. And to start with, it was just us buying, buying using our own code. <laughs> um, but we've actually had quite a lot of people use it, so I just wanted to say, people listening that use it, yeah, thanks a lot. Really, yeah. really and we're appreciate investing it. that first lot of money in a portable podcasting recording equipment, and we're going to bring it yeah. to South Coast. So we'll be recording at events and in the cars and stuff, so we can more basically content. give you more content. Um, because we found that when we're um, doing a lot of events back to back, we kind of have a bit, it's difficult for us to get together to actually record. So it will allow us to release like mini-sodes in between while you guys wait for the main show to come out. Well, so. we talk hobby for four hours while we're driving. Well, it's all we do. We yeah. just talk Warhammer. Well, so we may as well record it and release it as a mini-show, even if some of it's not relevant. Like it me kind of sounds like it. why we started podcasting. Yeah. Because we were just talking Warhammer on Skype while we were painting and then just recorded yeah. it. So we'll probably do the same when we're driving. You'll get the odd bit in there where it's, you know, me or Les is raging at someone else on the road for being a terrible driver but you know then you get that that experience of driving to an event with us yeah which is a, a some of the epic struggles yeah. we've had recently um, um do you want to give a shout out to the guy uh, i can't think of his name danger mouse on twitter who gave us all of that stuff with the death watch when he ordered for element games well, i'm, I'm guessing i'm guessing he did i think it was him yeah well 
Well done, mate. Cheers. Yeah, and also I want to give a shout out whilst we are to Joe from Harrogate. Can't forget your last name, mate, but I don't care because you thought it was Brian Hatchett for sending me Star Salt Maces. Good lad. Yeah. Don't, I don't think I need to give anyone any shout outs. No, because no one likes us as well. No. That's true. So yeah. we should probably talk about South Coast Comp. Oh, go on then. Well, events, because there's been two events now, hasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So we've had New Dawn, which was the first event to use the South Coast pack. Yes. Oh my god! And, um, also, we had the, is it Warpath they called it? Yeah. Warpath. Warchief Warpath. Yeah. Um, and, I went to both. Yeah, you did. I only (laughs) went to New Dawn. Um, I went to neither. No. Because you couldn't get underneath that outfit. He was, he was moving. To to be fair, before we fucking start giving me shit for being whipped, yeah. Whoopsh! I have done a few events this year, and it was the weekend after we moved, and I did go to fucking Matt Lee's stag weekend the week after, so, you know, I can only push my luck so far. Matt Leon's. Matt Leon's, sorry, yeah, Matt Leon's, which was an experience. It was pretty epic. Waspgate. Yeah, we talk, what happened on the stag stays on the stag. Okay. Talk about stag on the show. All right. Um, only that it was amazing, and everyone there is super awesome. Um, so... Yeah, so I suppose we could talk about New Dawn then. So, we didn't travel together, did we, Terry? This was the first event that we think we've been to in the last couple of years where we didn't go together, I think. Oh, Yeah, no, it's a bit weird. I mean, you don't come with me to South Coast, but that's because I'm already down here. Yeah, but that's kind of the same in New Dawn, though, isn't it? Because down in Weymouth, so it's not really... You have to drive up to get me, then back yeah, down it's only, again. It's so less it than an hour drive for me to get there. Doesn't make house, sense, which so, makes um, it a really local event for once. I went with, um, I got a lift from two of the Chatham boys, so uh, Dobby and uh, Jim Bob. Thanks, guys. It was it was emotional. Um, I, I must admit that it was difficult for me to be in a car with people that were that good at Age, uh, age of Sigma. <laughs> that I was a bit worried that actually. Um, you know, I, I was gonna get outshone by their by their sheer brilliance on the table. Um, Who's actually worse? Is it Dobby or Jim? Bob? Well, according to New Dawn, Jim Bob's worse because he finished last, and Dobby finished second from last. Amazing! And Jim Bob finished last at, <laughs> at two, well, yeah. So, so Jim Bob is the worst Age of Sigma player ever. Fact. <laughs> Just Jim Bob, you shit. We love you. But we love you. You shit, but we love you. You're like that, I don't know, like that retarded puppy that you really like, but it is a fucking pain in the ass and it's a retard. Have you already got the South Coast sports trophy engraved with his name on it? No. Yeah, no, because he's, he's not getting a sports trophy being shit. Oh, sorry, last praise trophy. Wouldn't speak now. We don't give him out, mate. We don't, we don't celebrate that shit. You don't celebrate <laughs> shit. <laughs> no. We don't want to encourage it. people. You'll get sports again, though, a second. Oh, he will do. He got it last year. And oh, I think Andy Matthews awesome. got it last year, didn't mm. he? No, he did the year. Jim Bob did it the Jim first year. Jim Bob went, the first year Jim Bob went, he got best sports, I know, because he was dead excited and he was on red wine and talking at me. Yeah. Um, Drunk two bottles of red wine and was giving people hand jobs under the table. But that does help get sports votes. That's why I never get any. Callus has hands from rolling dice so much over the years. Oh, you have a woman's hands! <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, this ties into a segment later on actually we'll what, come women's back hands I no soft hands okay I am worried now yeah, yeah. okay um, yeah so should we talk about the event what was it no nah, why it? not let's not bother no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> talk about hand jobs 
Yeah, so we... I mean, anyway, the New Dawn was South Coast, five games. Um, and it was uh, run by Chris Tomlin of the, the Black Sun um, and crew. Uh, I'm, anyway, I, I don't really know who else helped, but people did, obviously. Um, and then we had... Uh, we had a really well talk about dinner later, but yeah, it was pretty good. So, sh- what was your list then, Terry? Um, so, I broke out the Chaos Alliance, and painting wasn't required for this event, which is oh, worth yeah. obviously mentioning because that affected a lot of stuff at the event. Um, I took probably 80 pools of unpainted stuff just to try some things out. Um, so, I took Thanquil, Bone Ripper, a Vermin Lord Deceiver. Um, Kairos, uh, great and clean one. The disc guy, Gaunt Summoner. Gaunt Summoner, that's the one. I was thinking Ever Chosen, but he's the Gaunt Summoner of the Ever Chosen or something. Wasn't he? He's just got the Ever. He's part of the Ever Chosen. Yeah. Group, uh, Thirty Summoner. plague bearers, six plague drones, ten blight kings, uh, two plague claws, uh, Epidemus, uh, three flamers, five uh, seekers of Slanesh, and I think I want a grace here. Um, so that was my 150. So a lot of Skaven in there, I guess, with Thanquil and the. De- oh, it's not really, is it? It's Thanquil, Deceiver, two Catapults, and a grace here. So yeah, half the list, I guess. Should sit Lightning Cans, bro. Yeah, yeah well, they, there's cans. a reason for the war, uh, for the plate claws, which so I'll get to. I was going to say, what's your thinking behind the list? Like, you know, what, why, why that 150? Well, it's more. I use the same sort of 80 every game. Yeah. And then I summon in the same roughly 40 on top of it. So the 30 is just sort of there to give me options. Okay. Because um, the plague claws have the Nurgle keyword and they get your Nurgle tally on the first turn effectively if you have a juicy enough unit to shoot at. Oh, I like, see. Because the plague claws do 2d6 damage against units of 10 or more models. So if they have units of 10 zombies, that's just free tally with two catapults. And you set the catapults up on the damn terrain as well. So you get plus one to hit, so you're hitting on twos, wounding on threes. But once you've got a few layers of tally, because they're Nurgle, they get re-roll ones to hit and re-roll ones to wound. So these catapults doing D6 damage, Ren 2, 2D6 against units 10 or more, suddenly re-rolling ones to hit and wound, and plus one armor save from the tally as well. Pretty fucking filth. Um, But obviously you've got to get that tally first. They sound pretty good. And they just sit back on a bit of terrain as well. I mean, they're not scoring because they've got the War Machine, War Machine keywords, keyword, yeah. so they're not as good as a Skull Cannon in that respect, but at the same time, they've got good range, 31 inches randomly. We I've discussed had people winch at me about that, and I'm like, well, there's a reason for it, and it's... So you don't what, just have something sat at the back of the board giving you value oh, you, and scoring? No, you, they can't be scoring, that's bullshit, because in all the games I play, I just put two catapults at the back every time and go, those two objectives are mine, you ain't touching them. Yeah, because you've got to get across the board and then get the war. And it's not—it's got six wounds and a four-up saving cover. Yeah, it's not shit. It's not shit. So, and you can't uh, like, well, you can't stuff Kazira, but there's no like crew, is there? It's just a single profile. No, it's just a single, a single model. Do you think they should just done with all war machines? Yeah, I don't understand the why they. Uh, maybe they'll. Maybe be, they will when they redo the books because yeah. you know, two kings gone. Let it go. Frozen. Yeah, no, no and then. Um, I yeah. feel I feel dirty for saying it as well. Obviously, being a Team King player. But anyway, but they are gone. But they're gone. Go on, bro. Let it go. Um, so yeah, that was that was my that was my list and the reason for the play clause and the the Nurgle stuff. Obviously, the Blight Kings 
threes and threes re-rolling ones to hit and wound is pretty good as well and they have a four up save basic so once the tally kicks in and they get a three up save basic that's you know that's a stormcast level of unit there obviously about all the mortal wounds and the 40 special rules that go alongside it but yeah i was, I was gonna say like you know i'd rather take liberators and blight kings yeah i but don't really rate blight kings they're good because they heal the other nurgle stuff yeah that, the aura they have around them heals themselves heals the other blight kings so if you put the blight king units near each other near the great and clean one near the drones it all heals each other and damages the yeah enemy. they're okay to have like one unit in amongst your other stuff but i just find it it kind of makes you ball up your army too much yeah and that's, that's, I don't... that's why i in some games i use one unit one game i use 10 in a unit just to try it out um which was interesting results um but yeah so that was the list um do you want to go through your list, or should we just go into my first game? Or? Um, well, I must talk about my list. Um, I took my Bloodbound. Um, I was thinking about taking the Death Army, but I just decided that I didn't really have enough time to rebase, because you had to still have the rounds, because some twat decided you needed round bases. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I was having yeah, an army taking my High Elves uh, purely for painting, um, and I just went, actually, I don't really want to play them. Um, and I just thought, fuck it, I just took my Bloodbound. Um, basically, I took a very similar list to what I normally take. Um, you know, it's just you know, three units of Wrathmongers, uh, 20 Blood Warriors. I had to drop a few things because I couldn't quite get it all in. So I dropped like 10 Blood Warriors and I took like nine um, Skull Crushers. And I took the Valkyr, the, who, who just basically was shit all weekend. Uh, that was a funny rant that was. Just shit, I'm never gonna take her again. I'll probably take her again. <laughs> well, I took her in my army, and I just, and the Bloodfirster, who is immense. Like, it just, the more I use it, the more I love it. Um, the, uh, Bloodletters, um, so I took 30 of those. I took, um, five Skull Reapers, whatevs. Uh, the War Shrine, whatever, didn't use it. Um, and just like, you know, usual shit really. Just, and I took like Slaughter Priests for the first time. And I took, um, bu- 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 only one banner, cause they don't stack. Don't um, stack, yeah. And I took two Bloodstokers. Do um, they stack? Well, no, but you can do two different units, so. Yeah, true. Uh, I don't think many games I had only only one on the table, but, um, I wanted, I needed the combo, which is basically run and charge from the first of the whip, the banner, the blood letters, the, the first are in every game, pretty much. So yeah, um, it decided most of my army. Um, if I was going to improve my list, um, I would just take blood crushers over skull crushers. Skull crushers are awful. They stick around. They um, don't. The more wounds. They though. just don't do any. They don't really do anything. Um, but what blood crushers give you is they've got basically the same stick aroundness, but you've got the banner that on a one you get models back. Um, but they also do mortal wounds. You get less attacks, sure, but they've got rend on the rider, and you do mortal wounds and bravery ten as well. And the, yeah, and, well, <laughs> the the blood crushers pretty much are, the skull crushers are basically bravery nine straight yeah, away. True. But the the thing what's really good about the um, blood crushers is that you um, can use the command ability off the first, which is run and charge. Yeah, because it's which demon. just makes them immense because that yeah. that's just so good. Um, so I definitely. Need to get on and build and paint my twelve blood crushers I've got. B- build and dry brush quickly, yeah. Well, still painted properly. Yeah, yeah. So we don't mock it. So. No, I, I like it. People are copying it as well. I saw a few people going. I'm totally having that idea. Yeah, a few people said to me this week. to be honest. So, uh, but it, 
you know, it, I, I'm quite happy to get some good feedback. That, um, we'll yeah. talk about paying later, but I've got a story yeah. about that. Um, yeah, so that was my list. I decided that I'd go in with my normal sort of list and just try and play the South Coast missions. Yeah, because at one point you weren't going to play, were you? You were just going to come down um, and sort of like watch the event and see how the compact went. I was dabbling with not. I was I'm having a bit of a. I was having a bit of shit time at work, to be honest. Um, yeah. And I was just toying with the idea of just not having to think about it. But I think the best it was right soon to play under it because it gives me more insight oh, you into how it works. Understand your own event better now. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. also, it was a good opportunity if I spotted anything really untoward, I could do something about it. Uh, but thankfully, I didn't really spot anything like that. So. No, a few things were raised, I think, but they're mm, not really, not like anything broken. Just like, oh, that could be, that could be worded differently, or nothing. You have a lot of that either. No. no, oh, I did, I did, um, I did talk to you about some of the bits I noticed, but I should know you. Yeah, it's probably, I just can't read. That's why. Yeah, but that, uh, to be honest, there is a lot of that. Yeah. Well, oh, what's how's this work? If you read the pack, oh yeah. So, so okay, thanks. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I was playing in the first round. Jamie Clark, who dropped out after the draw went up, so obviously saw that he was playing me and thought I don't want to play that dickhead and dropped out. Legit, um, legit. So yeah. it gets valid Standard. reason. I, I understand his, you know, why why he would drop for that, but you know, I was running a new list, so I was just there for fun, you know. But. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up having to play the spare player, the super secret spare player, which I knew was going to be Scott. As soon as, as soon as Tomlin said, "Yeah, you've got the super secret player," I was like, "It's definitely going to be Scott." Did he give you the choice of bolt action or age of sigma? Um, no, he did say about playing some bolt action, but I've no idea how it works, so I didn't want to lose my first round by playing the wrong game. Um, so Scott doesn't really have a love for. Age of Sigma. Yes, this is a really good way to get Scott infused by Age of Sigma. Is to play me with a horrific combo list I was testing out. Um, with which, unpainted models. With unpainted models. With a very, gone are the like, days. Gone are the days. Well, was, you know, they are gone. I'm, I'm painting a yeah, model right yeah, now. Yeah, sorry, so. Karen, Karen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuckers. Um, so yeah, I played Scott. Um, and it it went very quickly one way. He beat you, yeah. He smashed me. No, I I took all his models off in two or three turns. Um, Scott and Tomlin were sort of tag teaming backwards and forwards of who was going to play. Um, and I got to play Tomlin for like half a round while I took off the last sort of five models on the board. And he was like, "This doesn't count as us actually playing." I was like, "Yeah, I smashed you up. I'll take that as a win." You're such so, a trick. Yeah. So, but no. So we haven't actually played yet. So. We we sort of played a half a turn, um, but it's not it's not really worth going into detail about this game because obviously Scott was. Just what was sort of, what was the mission? What's the mission? Um, Stormfront, yeah. Capture the pillars to push the Stormfront. Yeah. So how did you get up on this mission? So I teleported my army behind him. Right. So how did you do that? Tell yeah, me. Just explain it. Explain it. I'll explain how this works because a lot of people have been asking because they look over at the table and go, "How is your demon army behind him on the first turn?" So the special rules are Skitter Leap from the Deceiver. It's cast on three, and it can be cast on any Skaven hero or the model that is casting it. It says this model or another Skaven hero. Um. So what you do? 
is Kairos can copy um, Skitterleap off of the Deceiver. So Kairos, Skitterleap's across the table behind your opponent. So obviously they have to leave enough space yeah. where you find, you find a spot where you can get in. So Kairos teleports across the board. It also helps if you start an arcane scenery because then you auto cast get a leap because you can't fail a three on two dice and a plus one. Good tip, good tip. So if you are using skit a leap, put yourself in a bit of arcane terrain because you will roll a double one and it's bloody frustrating when you can't do your combo. Um, and it's happened a couple of times. I actually had to use my Kairos reroll on the first dice roll of the game in one game because I didn't want to not be able to do my combo because I wanted to test it out. Kairos jumps across the board. Then the Deceiver casts it on to Thanquo. It's worth pointing out here that Thanquo can actually copy other Skaven hero spells, could effectively cast it on himself, but Vermin Lords are not Skaven. So yep. if anyone is seeing this combo happen, Vermin Lords are not Skaven, so they can't, Thanquo cannot copy their spells. They are Vermin Demons, not Skaven. They don't have the Skaven keyword. So obviously they fought ahead, or they didn't think at all. I don't know which one to go with. Option two. They didn't think about it at all. Yeah. They probably missed it out. Um, no, I think they, they decided it wouldn't. it's not a Skaven, it's a demon. So yeah. they're not going to give it that keyword. But, but then I don't think they did Skaven? it because of that spell. It's not, though, is it? No. It's not a Skaven, is it? It's a demon. Yeah. It's a great demon of the horned rat. Yeah, but it doesn't make it a Skaven. No, no, no yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's a Skaven. I think it's yeah. A... So, yeah, the Deceiver then casts... Skit leap on Thanquil. Thanquil jumps across the board. Right. So you've cast two spells so far out of your five, two skit leaps. Now, Kairos and Thanquil both have, both have two casts each. So Kairos has still got one left. Thanquil's still got two. So there's your three left right over there. Thanquil eats a piece of cheese or warp stone or whatever you want to do. On a two plus, you get to re-roll the cast. So, on a one, nothing happens, so it's not a negative effect, it's just a bonus. He summons a great and clean one behind your opponent. Kairos then summons a unit of plague drones. It isn't a great and clean one quite hard to summon? It's on a nine, but when you've got nine with a reroll, it's not too bad. Um, I did find it quite hard to get a great, a great and clean one out, so I always go for the drones first. Um, but because of Kairos's rule of where he adjusts the lower dice to match the higher dice, you if you roll well, you'll get six Plague Drones out in one go. Yeah. Um, otherwise, they both cast it, or they can do other spell, you know, other shooty, bolts, um, bolt of change, you know, scorch from Thanquil. They've got other stuff as well. Um, so, yeah, they, they all jump in, and then you teleport, uh, sorry, you summon behind them. So, on the first turn, you've, you've pushed your... Blight Kings, Plague Bearers, you know, all the other stuff that's the other half of the board forwards, leave a couple of heroes behind on the objectives. In this case, I left behind the um, the Gaunt Summoner on one of them and the Deceiver on the other one because he can't jump because there's no there's no jumps to left to get him across. So he yeah. comes on the next turn. Um, but, yeah, so on the first turn, you've got Kairos, Thanquil, Grand Clean One, six Plague Drones, and potentially another model behind them as well, like a unit of Flamers or something. So now you've got a good 60, 70 pools behind them and in front of them, and you just sandwich their army between you. Um, Thanquil's got an amazing shooting attack, but it's only range eight. But because Skitterleap allows you to jump six inches away, it means you get to shoot turn one. Um, his shooting attack as well is 2d6 more wounds. Don't roll to hit. Don't roll anything. Pick up two dice. 
that's how much damage you take. Boom. So I jumped behind Scott and I just picked something. I think I picked the Frosty and did a level, uh, not the Frosty, he had a Flame Spire. Oh, Scott was playing High Elves at this point. It was just a cobbled together models he had list of just what he had from Ape. So it wasn't, had, it didn't really have any synergy or, or anything in there. Um, I just jumped behind and twatted the, the, fro- uh, the Flame Spire for 10 or 11 wounds with the 2d6. Um, and then proceeded to shoot everything into the back of him and charge him with the play drones. Cause you're, you're nine away. So, you know, there's a chance you might get a charge. Yeah. If you desperately want to, Kairos can adjust one of the dice and make sure you get those six drones in. And if you've got the gray and clean one up as well, the drones are all doing mortal wounds on the sixes and it's, it's pretty horrific. Um, so the game, the game tilted very quickly because obviously I was, I was in, I was right up his ass from turn one. Um, and then turn two, the deceiver jumps across the board. He went into 10 Dragon Princes. Yeah. Ren 3, D3 damage. Killed seven of them with the Battle Shock. Right, okay. So he went in and I think he killed five and then he did a shitty Battle Shock and two or three more died. It's pretty horrible. Um, but yes, it, it was just sort of a testing it out list. Yeah. Um, Ep- oh, Epidema stayed behind on one of the, um, the thingies. As well. He's a great little objective holder, isn't he? Because he's got seven wins. Seven wins. So five you can't up. really one-shot him if yeah. it's just D6 more wins. And he's got, um, obviously, gives you an effect which basically yeah. buffs your army from just being on the table. Yeah, so. and I had the Plague Claws there, and Scott had a unit of ten sisters with the bows. I think I killed nine of them with the 2D6 damage. Nice. So I was like, yeah, that's nine tally, first shot of the game. I'll take that. So by the time your second hero phase starts, you've already you're already into reroll ones to wound, reroll ones to hit. Yeah. So I mean the combo is very expensive in that it's Thanquil for nineteen, the Deceiver for ten, Kairos for fifteen, Grand Clean for eleven, and Plague Drones for eighteen. So that's a lot of shit you invest into going in there, and it doesn't always work. As uh, I'll get onto a bit later, but in this first game it worked like a charm, um, and I got my mission, which was kill his keep my general alive i think it was so i just kept the deceiver alive um because yeah. i make it make i make him the general because the grand clean one obviously starts in the summoning pool so he can't be a general kairos doesn't have one um Thanquo was the only other one that has one and that's just a six up ward save to scaven units so he can just put it on himself for a six up ward which is not bad it's not bad shout no but the deceivers is re-roll to wound so what, what re-roll to wound re-roll to wound what everything yeah so that's for his shooting attack and just him yeah. yeah just him right or another eshin unit but he's the only eshin unit yeah, yeah okay that's fine so yeah, yeah so he puts it on himself um i mean he wounds on twos in combat but as soon as he gets a little bit damaged it goes up to threes then fours so re-rolling to wound always just makes that that warp stiletto do quite a bit of damage and his re-rolls shooting attack as well good, re-rolls if you if you can't re-roll you know it's that's the problem with Warriors and Eighth, wasn't it? No rerolls yeah. on a lot of their attacks. They just go and fluff it and they do nothing. I think as well, like the, the I really like the Deceiver because I think the model's really nice. Yeah, I'd yeah. love I love to build it. I've put the colours down on him now and he's he's looking he's looking good. So, so um, I'll say Timmy had a Eshin army. Yeah, and it was that was really nice. It's all like a bit like my <laughs> mono. Well, no, it was like purpley grey. Yeah, and then it me. had the green like warpstone effect. Basically, it's very similar to what I was going to do with my yeah. mono. When I was trying to decide which army to do in that grey monotone with accent colour, that was one of the armies I was considering. Not Eshin, but Skaven. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's really nice. I like it. 
So oh, cool. um, yeah, so pick, picked up a mission, the win, and a um, hundred kill points in the first round. You smash someone who's a spare player doesn't replay. Really I know. Well, I I felt. I and felt you bad. you put him off yeah. age six bar. So you had a buy and you potentially ruined a person's hobby. I ruined someone's hobby. Yeah. Yeah, I played Rupert Reed, who then promptly dropped out of the event. Really. Yeah, I think he played a couple other games, but he didn't come back the second day. Um, oh, really? No. No, he didn't come back. <coughs> so he, he was using an army, and I looked at his list, and I went, oh, I'm going to get bad. Um, so he had, he had a Treeman. He had Durfu. He had a Treeman Ancient. He had the Relictor, a Vexilla, a Lord Celestin, a Prime, um, a unit of um, Prosecutors, a unit of Judicators. So he basically had all heroes. <laughs> and I was like, so he's got how many heroes? Um, wow. And he he dropped the prime down um, early doors. And he did the whole like, oh, I'm going to... He shot, he moved forward, he shot with his bow. And he did the prime, dropped it down turn one. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do the explosion. And I'm going to try and do some chips and wounds off. And I literally just went, okay. And then I went, okay. Power up blood letters, chuck him in, killed like the Vexor of stuff, and got into like the Treeman, like sort of pinned his army, got into the, got into the Judicators, um, and the Prime, I flew the, uh, Bloodfirster over, and I hit him with the whip flail thing, and I did six wounds to him, <laughs> and then I charged him with Juggernauts, and the, obviously you could charge him doing D3 mortal wounds, which I didn't get, and I took him down to one wound, and then the Prime promptly ran away, like a big sissy, um, but then I had like my slaughter priest lined up to pull his treatment off the objectives. Um, but I found out that actually they're not heroes. <laughs> so, um, and then I, I got Durfu because my Wrathmongers made him kill himself basically. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal. I, I was, I thought I was going to struggle with this game, but I absolutely whitewashed it. Um, so I just, just went in not my usual, chuck the crushes in. Chuck the bloodletters in, do a load of damage, and then follow up with the Wrathmongers and tidy up, and it just seemed to work. So, yeah, pretty happy with that. Um, my Text, secret textbook bloodbound. Yeah, my secret mission was um, kill three units in one phase, and uh, that's that's a really good one to do it in. It's a hard. It was hard, and it was a hard one. I don't know why I picked it when he's got like loads of characters. It's like, it's quite a difficult thing, but I managed to do it, so it was alright. Yeah, I think that's the hardest mission. Yeah, yeah, we were so. discussing it the other day, weren't we? We think it, you have to, you have to really plan around doing it. I mean, I know it's the same with every mission, but, but I think, but a lot of the missions is like I've got to keep my general alive. I I don't have to plan for that. I just have to keep him alive. Yeah, but, but that could be quite hard if you've got a list designed around a general like my list. That's a hard one for me because my list is designed around my bloodthirster. Yeah, the bloodthirster, and it's a big target. And it's not that hard to kill. Yeah. So like, it it depends on what your army's like. So. Like, in the old days, like, keeping your general alive was a piece of piss, because you generally did that every game anyway. Um, but if you've got... But then, like, some armies, you go, I want that cool command ability. But then it's on, like, a five-wound dude, and you're like, oh, it's so easy to kill. It's yeah, like my so Lord Celestin, isn't it? Like, you know, I need that command ability. I definitely need it, but, you know, it's it's he's so easy to just snipe out, because for him to be in the thick of it give buffing units and also using his swishy cloak. You know, he, he needs to be 18. He's in the front line. He dies a lot. Yeah. He just, so he got five wounds. Yeah. yeah five oh, he's so saved. getting eaten by a star drake. It's not fucking take that. Uh, stupid stormcast. Star drake gets shot off on the first turn. So it won't mind. Yeah. Be fine. Oh, 
hate that. Anyway, so I um I won my first yeah. game. So you made him quit the event. Well done. At least my at least well, my no, he played some other games. He did he did play the other games, but well, he didn't really stick around, did he? He he, he, he sat in the corner playing shot, playing bolt playing bolt action. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so we had some food after that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and it was um, fish and chips. It was awesome. It's one of my favourite things about the the Weymouth events. Fish and chips, curry sauce, so good. <laughs> yeah, because basically, um, Tomlin's missus, she's her family run that fish and chip shop, don't they? Mm. And I must admit, it's probably the best fish and chips I've had in years. It was uh, like not too greasy. It wasn't greasy at all. Like, do you know, like when we went to Blood and Glory, and there's that fish and chip shop. I hate that place. Yeah, it's rubbish. Zazzle, whatever it is. Let's yeah. moving. I was moving. Sorry, I thought it was the same one that went, you went to the Masters, but it wasn't, was it? It's the same b- brand, but it's not the same okay. place. But yeah, they, it's not, it's alright, but it's not, it's really greasy, not very nice. Whereas like, they kind of give you lots of quantity, but not very good quality. Whereas like, the, this one was really nice. It's just, I know, just, yeah, really good. Yeah, what's Food the was, like, big well-known chain of fish and chip shops? Harry Ramsden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was much better than that. Like, yeah, of course, yeah. much better. It was really good. Um, oh, I loaded up on the curry sauce. Jesus, they had like a big cauldron of it out. I was like, oh, get that ladle in there. So much curry sauce. I didn't sauce. touch that. I just, just the, the classic salt and vinegar. Oh no, salt and vinegar and that chip shop classic curry sauce. Like, just bathed my chips in it. They just swam in there. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> my fish could have actually fucking swam around. <laughs> oh, it was good. Um, but yeah, so uh, we went at the shop as well, didn't we? And I got two bottles oh, of, of red wine. <laughs> I decided to um, to go up to the little shop at the side, and I wanted some rum. And all they had was white rum, Captain Morgan's white rum. And I was like, "What <sighs> is that?" I never, I don't even know. Like, it tastes the same, really. Like when you mix it with coke, it doesn't taste any different. Coke, yeah. So I and then, um, but what they did is they had like they had this, like this pack of tiffin, oh, which is baked tray. It was just like it's just like a load of like chocolate and biscuit brownie mixed stuff it, yeah it's like it's basically chocolate and biscuit with I don't know like marshmallow other, no no marshmallows in it it's just Was that, I thought it was like uh, Rocky Road no 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 it's, it's just it's literally just biscuit and chocolate oh, and it it's good. amazing and literally like they had it there it was like £81 something and I was like I'll yeah. buy this it's like the tray is like probably like 12 inches by 12 inches like a foot square I was like just buy that I like that it was amazing, and I was just yeah. like, "Well, and um, at New Dawn, you get this really nice the glass, um, glass which has got the the sort of the branding on it, um, Pipe Margot." Um, yeah, so I I was I was getting on it a little bit on that um, just because I just started to feel better because I was ill for like a week and a bit before, and I was just starting to feel better for the weekend. So I thought, "Well, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink." It turns out, big mistake. Um, yeah. But then, like, Matt, Matt Leons was absolutely smashed. He had his football kit on. He was pissed out of his face. He was, he was just amazing. Um, he but was, was proper wanker. He was proper wanker on it, yeah. And, and to be honest, like, the atmosphere in this event was amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I was having such a, it was such a good, yeah, just, I don't know, it just, it just felt, felt really yeah. good. It just, it just was. It was, it was a nice crowd. You had, like, you know, 28, 30 people. It kind of there was a lot of I found like I talked to a lot of people as well. Yeah. Like um you know there was a guy there who's basically on, on his own, wasn't he from uh, from his uh, was it place Doncaster, isn't it? 
Doncaster? Dorchester? Dorchester. Dorchester. Yeah. yeah, just up the road. Uh, Paul Buckler, and he's from like this. He's got his like blog and stuff. But he, he was a really nice bloke, and he was using his Chaos. And they were quite nicely yeah. painted. Yeah, he had Tannikin, yeah. Yeah, my God, that thing's big. It's huge. I didn't realise it was that big. I was like, oh my God, what is that? And he was like, yeah, it's, it's Tannikin. I was like, Jesus, yeah. I didn't realise it was that big. He was rocking some Sal the Faithless as well. Yeah, but he, he was, was flying the Toad Dragon around. He had, he had all the Forge World, didn't he? So yeah. He had some Blight Toads as well. The Toads. He? I think he had the Trolls or something. <clears like. throat> yeah, he did have the Trolls, yeah. So I was surprised how big they were. And then he, like, yeah. I was talking to him and he goes, I said, they would never rank up on 40 mils. I mean, they were on like 60 mil rounds and they looked they pretty good. They were overhanging. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, but they they look good on it. But then you thought, well, forty mil square, they just wouldn't fit at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I was saying, there's quite a few people there that I haven't really met before. Um, and I found one of um, one of your countrymen, Les. Yeah. Um, yeah, Matt Clark was there. Matt Clark was there. We oh, we were we going. We weren't there we because you could have talked finance all weekend. Yeah, we, <laughs> it would have been really good to talk about your uh, your. You know, talk about brisket and finance. But he's at Call to War, so you can probably catch up then. Um, he might be at South Coast. I think so. we have to get you to the fight to be the real Jew. Yeah. He's Technically the, he wins because most... he's the real Jew, but... Yeah, but I, I don't think he does. <laughs> no. No, I, I, don't, I was having this discussion with him. They did get caught on camera and tweeted. Seriously, guys, we're talking a bit like Jews and stuff. Surely like, the Mossad might like, kick off or something. Oh, yeah, you're going to scare us with that, are you? Yeah. Just, not Palestine, you know, it's fine. Just for now, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, so um, yeah, back to the shop. Um, yeah. Blossom Hill rosé wine was in the fridge looking really refreshing because it was quite a warm day as well. Are you a fucking woman? Yeah, Wait, that's what I was just thinking. Right. I was looking for ciders and stuff to drink. And I was, I just so I naturally saying the rosé. Uh, wait, oh, d- Blossom, Blossom Hill rosé? Just hear me out. Rosé, fucking so, like, where are you in Salisbury? I can almost see your vagina from here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, I get drunk really easily on wine, but I can drink cider top all day. Tip, top tip. Top tip. Yeah. If you want to get me get me drunk, wine's the way to go. Rosé. Right. I, I drink that down like fucking squash. Bottle of rosé is anyone's. Yeah, his, yeah. His vagina <laughs> is definitely on show. His <laughs> mangina. Um, so... It was two bottles for eight pounds, and they were chilled in the in the fridge. And I was like, "Oh, I'm getting on those." And I bought a packet of crumble stem ginger biscuits as well. I went all posh, rosé and ginger biscuits. It's it okay. Um, so I filled up. Talk to you. <laughs> I filled up my tankard thing back at the venue, and you could almost get a whole bottle of wine in it. So I I filled that bad boy up and uh, proceeded to smash away two bottles of wine before me and. Uh, my third round opponent got to play. I was pretty fucking drunk. <laughs> round three, it was amazing. The atmosphere was brilliant. It was good um, fun. And yeah, I got I got bummed over the table, like physically bummed at one point as well. I, I heard you um, you made amends with Matt Leons. Well, basically, I was stood at the table and someone tried to pull my shorts off quite violently. I was like, it's because he's seen you've been drinking rosé. He was he, like, he's he seen I'd had the rosé and thought, I'm getting in on that. He could taste man flesh. And I had them done up, thankfully, with a belt. So they didn't, you know, come all the way down. And then he proceeded to try and bum me over the table. There and you then you were like, you were like, oh, don't, don't stop it. Stop, please don't stop. Two bottles of rosés, anyone's. Yeah. But that was actually quite funny. Um, but yeah, so should we go backwards a bit and go to round two? <laughs> Before I got smashed. <laughs> you yeah, over the table or... or yeah, and in the game. Yeah. Um, so I got to play Paddy. 
with his uh, ogres. I was expecting him to rock up the Stormcast, but he actually had ogres. So yeah, he was rocking his destruction money. So. Yeah, um, interesting list. Two, both the big, um, big Moo cows, the Thunder Tusk and the Stonehorn. I never know which is which. Which is one of the shooting attack? Uh, Thunder Tusk. Thunder Tusk, right? So um, lots of bulls, um, lots of. <laughs> I think it's Manny as a pistols as well. Just it was just all all the ogres. Um, the important bit about this game was I did my teleport combo, went behind him, and shot the thunder tusk. How many wounds does it have? I think it's fourteen. Fourteen. So I did twelve to it with the mortal wound gun from Thanquil. Oh, so maybe maybe it's got twelve. I don't know. It's got it's got a few. I just took it off in one shot. Um, I believe I had to charge it and do the last wound in combat, so it might have 14. Yeah, maybe. I know I know. I, I beasted it with the shooting, maybe 11, 12. Had a wound yeah. left, went in, smashed it with Thanquil. Um So I teleported behind him and did my aggressive combo again because he left a bit of a space because um, he sort of come forward a bit as well. Um, and the list worked again very nicely. Got in behind, you know, threatened the back of the army made him come backwards towards me while my rest of my army was going towards him to sort of sandwich him in again. Yeah. And um, this scenario was the... Nagash Pillars, yeah. The Nagash Pillars? Yeah, death. Yeah, hold the, six, yeah, yeah. hold the six pillars. Um, and I just sort of took him off one of the pillars quite quickly uh, and then just scored that round. Uh, and... I found in the first couple of scenarios, if you get ahead in the first few turns, it's really difficult for your opponent to get back. Yeah. Because they have to win like two consecutive rounds to get ahead, which is actually really difficult when your opponent's not letting you do that. You've got to be playing the mission from turn one. Yeah. There's no, you can't take your eye off the ball. It's not like there's a lot no dicking of, around. Well, a lot of scenarios in other games is you for like Warhammer scenarios, tournament scenarios, is you play battle line. Then you get to turn three or four, then you stop worrying about the mission. Yeah. With these, you, you, have, you have to play to from turn one. For the mission you and do, play yeah. The mission. Because yeah. I know um, some, I think Sedge lost his game on deployment. Yeah. Because he deployed badly. And then he thought, yeah. oh, I forgot the mission. So, well, um, my secret mission was. I can't remember now. I was, you know, I was actually getting pretty drunk at this point because I'd smashed away one bottle of rose and I was into my second. Um, Paddy was sort of watching the football or the rugby or something as well. I think it might have been football on his iPad. So he was like semi watching that. I was pretty drunk. Um, just you, like you had two boys then, so one was not paying attention. Yeah, Paddy, and... Paddy played. It was just like during my turns while I was sort of you know doing my movement phase, he was sort of watching football with Ricky, um, on and off. But yeah, it was uh. I, I find ogres are quite are quite easy for Nurgle list to go through because you have that mortal save to yeah. stop all the silly amount of damage they put out, so you stick around long enough for your other stuff to kill them. Yeah. yeah. So it's a really solid counter. I don't I don't have any trouble playing against them um, ogres. That's that is good. Hopefully people gear up ogres to fight all the stormcast at Storm, uh, Stormcoast GT, and I can Stormcoast. <laughs> And I Stormcast can, GT, <laughs> not Stormcast. And I can, uh, yeah, I can reap the rewards and and kill all those. Um, so that'd be good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like playing Paddy. We we have a good laugh. So it was uh, 
that was a good game and I was yeah, I was well on my way into into sex in the city drunk levels now. What the fucking what is this? <laughs> ah, it's brilliant. Um so yeah, who do you play? Uh so I got the win and I got my secret mission. I can't remember what my mission was though. I played uh, Gary Hennessy. So um he is using the man of the moment, Nagash. Mm. Um, so I tend to end up playing the gash all the fucking time at the moment. Um, so obviously Tony Moore wasn't there. I had to play someone else with the gash. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was all right. I mean, I think the, um, the issue I had is that he, it's the same issue the gash always has. He just doesn't have enough scoring units. No, but he did summon a lot, didn't he? Or? Yeah, he had, he basically had like a unit of Morgasts. And then he had like a unit of Bli- uh, Blood Knights. And then he had a Nagash and Nefrita. Uh, you know, TM combo. Yeah. Uh, and then he had, like, a unit of skelly bobs on, a, on an objective, a unit of zombies on an objective. Basically, I did my usual... I Basically, I split Blood Warriors into three units of five and just stood them on the objectives at the back of the board because I just thought, well... Uh, and then I He's just... got to come to you. Yeah, and I took the Wrathmongers, the Blood Letters, the, the sort of character combos, and I, um, I took the Garrison scenario because I had a building in my deployment zone um, well, sort of in and out of my deployment zone, a big tower. And then what I do is I just garrison my banner in it. And then when I plant the banner, it's got a bigger range. And then it's my mission uh, as well. Yeah, that's pretty good. Actually. So I, I kind of went, oh, that's that's useful. And then I um, I run my like, so my crushes up the side of the board. Uh, and basically, you had Nagash in the middle, and I I he put the Morgoth into like a wood, um, and they fell. He summoned like some Vargas, Vargas as well. Um, no, he couldn't have done. No, he, su- he summoned something anyway. Um, anyway, I, um, I basically I tried, tried to alpha strike the Blood Knights, didn't kill them all. Couldn't down to like a couple models. I eventually got rid of them. Um, the one unit of crushes basically went around the back of the board and got into his like um, skelly bobs and cleared them off the objective. Don't bother touching the gash. There's, there's just no point. Just ignore him. You just ignore him when it's a scoring unit game and he can't score. Yeah, and like Nefreta ended up being so far away from everything that she wasn't really playing much a part of the game. But I got up really, I got up quite early because I contested two of the pillars, and that basically meant I was, I was up by like two or three points, and then he just couldn't come back from it. And all I did was just prioritise killing the scoring units. Um, didn't bother killing the gash. Didn't didn't get to kill Nefreta. Uh, killed the Blood Knights, killed the Morgas, uh, and I made a cock up with the Morgas because I put in uh, I can't remember what unit I used. I think just um, just Raffmongers, and then I put um, my Blood First, uh, Blood Firster into them as well, and one Morgas could attack the Blood Firster and took like nine wounds off of it because it's damage we're damage free, aren't they? So Morgas. Oh right, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, I was yeah. thinking of the. Um... Morgoth's like, Arkery, you know, yeah, yeah. Night. So basically, um, he did like nine wounds to my first. I should never put the first in combat. No. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was alright. I mean, I just, uh, just, I wasn't really, it was a good game. I mean, like, Gary's a top guy. Like, I actually, I didn't really know him. Um, and he, he sort of come by Matt's on the Friday night, or sorry, Saturday morning, drove in, uh, with him. Him and Ali from the um, Lost I'm Light. I'm sure I've met him before. No, no, I, I, I've heard of him before because obviously it's weird because like Tomlin talks about him. Yeah. But I, I might have met him, but not not met him, met him. But I might have been at the same event. But I don't think I've really spoke to him. But him and um, and Andy um, Talbot do the Lost Lighthouse podcast. Oh, 
and they um they basically like they drove us in in the morning like me and Matt so we were all like bundled into their car in the morning but yeah he was um yeah top guy had a really fun game just a lot of banter and he's just there was just a lot of like shit talking and I mean I, I won the game but um it's the same in the gash ignore the gash kill everything that can score collect the win um, playing the gash in a scenario where the heroes can score is I think it's going to be quite tough. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of lucked out a little bit getting him in that mission. Yeah. Um, then the Gash Spirits didn't really do an awful lot in our game. Um, we didn't roll like doubles. No, um, in our game, they just kept murdering Paddy's models. <laughs> like, it'd be, oh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this unit for D3 wounds. Three, three. And the, the Spirits just kept like attacking all of his shit and just killing like an ogre at a time. Yeah, I had I had it where they basically were just chomping my men off, and I was like, oh, I keep losing wounds, but it wasn't really affecting Gary. But obviously, he was playing the gas, so it's kind of fair. Um, but no, it was good. It was it was a fun game, and I won that game. Got my secret mission. Got the most garrisons. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was two wins, two missions. So yeah, yeah almost good. destined to play. Yeah, so we didn't play. No, um, I had to play Steve follows. With uh, Nagash and Nefrata, and I think you mean to mean King of Awesome Town. Yeah, it's what it's what he said when he played me. He was like King of Awesome Town and Queen of Awesome Town. Well, it was uh, the convert the terrain. Yeah, and his army just consisted of Nagash, Nefrata, and a Necromancer, which was eighty pools. Bang on. So he deployed his three models and then had 40 pools worth of dire wolves and zombies to summon on and that was his Did army. Did he use spirit hosts? Um, I'm not sure if they were in his pool at that point. Because against says, me, he used no yeah. spirit hosts. But... He might have summoned some. I think it was mostly zombies. I was really drunk at this point. It was mostly zombies and... Um, uh, dire wolves. Yeah. Dire wolves, yeah. So it was the yeah, realm shaping... Um, so I was ahead for a lot of this game. I teleported across behind him and showed him how the Fanquil combo worked and killed Nagash on like turn two. I was like, hello, I'm going to bend you over now, Steve. No, no, because Nefrata, it turns out, could just do everything herself anyway. Yeah, she's so, pretty tasty. Yeah, she's got 11 wounds, I think. 12, I think. 12? I should have just one-shot her with Thanquo instead. It's always what you do, is you kill Nefrata, because then um, he doesn't get the ignore rend. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, she, it's just the best way to deal with Nagash. Yeah, I, that, that was lesson learned. Kill her first, ignore Nagash, kill him next, because he's a lot easier to kill when he doesn't have a two-up ignore rend. Um, but I should have just one-shot her. Um, instead, I almost one-shot Nagash. And Steve was a dick to me in this at this as well. Because I used my Kairos reroll to change his armor save. That's amazing. And then Steve was like, cool, I get to reroll it because it's Nagash. And I was like, what? She so re-roll, I, I forced him to fail his armor save. Well, no, you made it a one. It. You made it a one, so then he went. Yeah. But I was like, well, you can't do that because you can't reroll a reroll. It's not but a reroll, though. Kairos' thing is not a reroll, so. You know this. <sighs> yeah, it was just. I was, I just it's you the know, same with was, the Prime. I was just drunk and I didn't really think it's not about really, it. Not really Steve being a dick, though, is it? It was, because I no. gave him a shit saying didn't he was he Didn't he let you take it back, though, did he? No, he didn't. No, he did. I remember, because no, he, he said, like, I remember the banner. 
he let uh, you... he, he just took one wound to compensate for it. <laughs> yeah, he let it work, didn't he? No. Yeah, he did. He let you do the wound. Oh, yeah, because I rolled a one for the damage. He was like, yeah, you can have that. That's fine. He was just going to not <laughs> let me have anything. But because I rolled a one, he was like, you can have that one wound. It's fine. So he was he was very unsporting and he took advantage of my drunken state. Oh, he's not. He's not. Oh, my on. drunken state. He, well, to be fair, it sounds like a few people took advantage of your drunken state. I guess yeah. that's not the first time you've been took advantage of a drunk by man. I'll, I'll give it to Steve. He's probably the most sporting, fun opponent there is. Um, so yeah, that's not me having to go at him. I was just giving him shit at the table. I said I was going to call him out on the podcast for being unsporting and a dick to me, but it was my own fault because I was drunk. So basically, if you outplay Terry, he's going to call you unsporting and a dick on the podcast. For a few it's fine because I just totally call him on it. Like yeah, I just fine. did there. It's fine, but no, I always have a good game with Steve, and I like playing him. And I'm I'm really gutted that he's moving away as well. Yeah, it's shit. Steve's moving away. Well, it's not shit. It's a great opportunity for work. But, you know. for, yeah, to go to China. So it's a brilliant opportunity for him because he just got engaged to his woman and everything's going well for him. So congratulations, Steve, and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, they're buggering off to go teach. How many comp points is marriage? I don't know. Mm. Probably too many, isn't it? Probably too many. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, he's jetting off, but probably not before just tidying up and cleaning cleaning the south coast up before he goes. So. He's, he's my top tip for that one. Um, so yeah, we had a great game. Um, unfortunately, I, I didn't read the scenario properly. Um, I thought you could realm shape within three inches of a piece of terrain. No. Nope. No, it turns out you have to be touching it. So I moved all my stuff within three inches when I had enough movement to touch it all and then couldn't convert any of the terrain and lost by a piece of terrain. Um, even though I was up for most of the game and, you know, it, it was... Yeah, my my mistake. I cocked that up. I kind of threw that game by being drunk and just not paying attention because um, I was ahead because I killed Nagash early and he was his main piece for converting. Yeah. Um, so. Because he gives no shits. Because he give, he just stands on a piece and goes, yeah, plus two. You can come and convert this, but you have to fight me on it. So, yeah, didn't really want to do that. Um, so, yeah, that was stupidity. Should have had that win. Um, I did get my mission though because I um I got my unit off the backboard edge. Um, seekers are brilliant for that because they move and run really far and they go on average like twenty something inches a turn. So you just sort of sneak them down the side of the board and get them off for the for the mission. Um, but yeah, good good game, Steve. It, it, Steve played well. I you know I I shouldn't have been so so drunk when i played him but never mind it was a fun it was a fun event not not the serious south coast event but yeah it's good uh good times and the scenario is good as well i actually i think that was one of my favorite scenarios i really like that one yeah um but i've had a few people i've had a couple comments about because you can convert any point during the hero phase yeah and summon units can do it yeah so I had people saying, oh, it's a bit rubbish, you can summon a unit on a bit of terrain and then they can revert. Well, that's, I just think it's tactics. That's tactics. Yeah. It's the same way the Deceiver can teleport onto a piece of terrain yep. using Skitter Leap and then convert in the hero phase as well. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. something else I've noticed that's really annoying, it's, it's worded correctly, it's just dumb. Mystical terrain, you don't have to take at the start no. phase, yeah, so you can cast all your spells yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, then fail it. it. Yeah, I do it on my banner all the time. Like, there's yeah. a bit of mystical terrain. I like putting my um, plant the banner first banner because 
it means I can plant the banner, then if anything comes to attack me, that they've got a chance of like being stuck on the terrain. Yeah. So what I, on one piece of terrain I was stood on with the Deceiver, it was mystical. I was like, cool, heal Skittly off the terrain. Now I don't have to roll mystical because I'm not within three inches of a piece of mystical terrain. Yeah, you could totally, totally sucker people onto that terrain doing that. Yeah. So that was uh, that's that was interesting. But I, I really like that mission. I've, but yeah, why, why shouldn't you be able to summon onto a piece and capture it? I mean, death kind of need the summoning to work really well for them. Chaos, the summoning's great anyway, but I, I just think it gives, it makes you have to play for it a bit more. You can't just sit yeah, back and yeah. let them summon on stuff. You actually have to go out and kill their, their summoning units. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and you can... Summoning is a risk as well. As yeah, it is. Like yeah. My game four, my God, that, that's, that's a story. <laughs> that's and a amazing, half. that game. Um, so yeah, yeah, your, your three. I played Ricky, Ricky May, um, with his, his thunder, Thundercat, Cavalry, Beast, Thunderclaw, Avaclutch. Um, so he had basically Thundertusk, Stonehorn, um, two units of Mornfang, two Butchers, a Tyrant, uh, a unit of six Iron Guts, and... Um, six Man Eaters? No, no, he didn't, no. He just had two... Yeah. No, he had six Iron Guts. He didn't have... Oh, he did have the Man Eaters, yeah, he did, yeah. I was going to say he had them against... The Man Eaters and two Saber Tusks. Yeah. Um... This this was quite funny. We had this wood on our table, which basically you couldn't go in it, really. So I put six crushers right round the edge to basically convert that wood. And um, I, I sort of pushed my army up. Now, he he made a bit of a mistake. What he did is he, he committed the thunder tusk into the crushers um, round the side of the wood. And then he didn't make the charge on like the Mornfang. And the, his formation works when you get multiple charges. Yeah, it's horrible. Absolutely fucking horrible. And he pushed the Stonehorn the other side of the wood into like to charge my main army, but he failed the charge. Um and then he got the double turn. Because he made me go first. So he got the double turn. Um but he because of the the way he played his first turn quite badly, his double turn he wasn't set up to take advantage of getting a double turn. So he ch- he basically charged the Stonehorn into a unit of Blood Warriors got some Mornfang in to help the um, move the Mornfang he wanted to charge them in as well but they both failed and then literally I just bloodletter bombed the middle of his army and killed it all um, yeah. and then the the Thunder Tusk just got ground out by the um, by the Skull Crushers they just, ground, they just ground it out and then as soon as you do a couple of wounds to it it's not doing D6 more wounds it's not yeah. just 6 more wounds it's doing like D6 um, on the first turn he rolled a 1 for the amount of wounds it did he just didn't do any wounds so the two up, it does six wounds. You roll yeah. one. Um, That's pretty big. Yeah, it's good. And then um, literally, I just I just got into him and and pushed him off the table. And on the last turn, I um, I used like my wrathmongers into the iron guts, and the iron guts basically killed themselves. Um, the, I didn't get my secret mission, which was to kill his tyrant, because he basically was running his tyrant around the board at the back of the board, and yeah. his mission was keep the general alive yeah so um no it was a good game i mean i i ricky made a few mistakes i was a bit i was a bit drunk at this point and then um it just did what it did like he didn't get the effective charges off that when he that charge works it's oh, he got it on me and it's he, horrid yeah i literally i said to him you should have just balled your army up and pushed it into the middle of my army um and then you should have just been getting six more wounds every turn on that guy just keeping him back 
and using like the guns and stuff on the back. Yeah. Um, he just didn't play it very well. His army was pretty disjointed and allowed me, because I had so many units, I allowed to get a lot of the terrain early on. So I was up and he just couldn't come back from it. Um, cause I was basically fighting him. I'd already got most of the terrain in like my half of the board and around the edges. And I was just fighting him on like four, three bits, uh, in the middle of the board and he just couldn't really come back from it. Yeah. Um, so it was a good game. It was just, it was just what it was really. It was just a bit of a, uh, bit one-sided, but um, yeah. I think I think he just, he had those two double turns, he just really didn't use them as best he could have, and that put him on the back foot for the whole game. Yeah. But yeah, good game. Um, quite interesting. I wasn't sure about maybe the Ogres are a little bit overcomped, and I thought, mm, maybe Don't they I. need to, I think with the new update the characters have come down, so you can get like another unit of balls, so I think it's about right, but um, you know, I said to him that I would be looking at taking like night goblins with fanatics because you can stop people charging you. Yep. Um, which is or, or even doing like deep striking on you. It's massive. Like a unit of night goblins with fanatics, just like stormcast. Just forget about it because you drop your stormcast army and then the fanatics go yeah they charge you and you you just can't charge because you're in combat. Yeah. It just completely neuters the the strike. Yep. So, top tip for South Coast players? Yep, if you're Destruction, hide Night, Night Goblins. goblins. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're good. And there's some stuff you can do with Chaos as well, like you can take uh, Night Runners. Shh, shh, shh. So, Night Runners move before the game. I told Les about these So, last you night. can deploy, then you go <laughs> before the game, move them out from your army, and that basically puts like a no-go zone. Make, makes a bubble where they can't deep strike yeah, you. Exactly. And yeah. then what that means is that they can drop and kill the night runners, but you're you're then able to like counter charge and stuff. So yeah. it's the same with um Shadow Warriors can do it as well. Well I, I sort of played this out with two units of ten night runners. Yeah. What I did was I got my board, I actually deployed my units on it, put them on the twelve inch line and had a look at where you could put them in, in battle for the pass. Uh, not sorry, battle for us in the normal battle line setup. You can, if if they give you that first turn, if you spread out enough, you can almost make it so they can't get on the board. They literally have like a thin, like gap across the back edge of the board where they can deploy miles away from your army. But if they don't come down, they can't come near any objectives either, because you've because you've ran forward and made these bubbles everywhere and chained the Skaven across the table. They literally just can't get on the board anywhere. It's like that old, what was it? The crew at the board edge yeah, against yeah. the scout Viking yeah. army, at, where they just you can't get on the board. Like it is, it's not. You, you can still get on, but it, it just puts you in a shit place. You may as well just deploy normally. And I think that's one of the things people aren't doing enough against Stormcast. Is you go battle for the pass. And you just take lots of shitty units and you just basically spread out over the whole board yep. with your main stuff in the core in the middle and they can't get to it. And then you're, they're very limited on where they can drop. Yeah, you yeah. give them really ropey places to land. Because so when they want to land there, yeah. they just get shot to shit. Because when people bunch up their army, you're just rubbing your hands together. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at all this board space. Because you're like, mm. all my stuff that does mortal wounds in an explosion, you're all bunched up. And also my stuff works, comes down in a small area, does a load of impact, but then it's really slow. But because you're all bunched up, it's just brilliant for me. And then you can concentrate your fire as well. And just, just a really like, 
not the right way to play against Stormcast. You need to spread out. Yeah. yeah. Top 10. 100%. There you go. Yep. But that was Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, so then we, I went back to the the hotel because I was staying with Kieran from the War Chiefs and Adam Elford. So we went back to the, it's called the Rembrandt Hotel. Yeah. This hotel was really lush. Like, they had a gym and a swimming pool, and mm. it was proper nice. The rooms were really nice. Um, but, yeah, so we went back there. Then we walked, basically walked to the the seafront where, like, the big clock tower is. Um, we had some food. Um, I was sort of coming around at this point. I was ranting, actually, about you, Les. Really? Yeah. What, what are we doing? I was just saying that you'd be a great player if you stopped choking on the top tables. <laughs> I was having a rant about how you disappoint me. I was, I was, I was in a drunken rant at Liam and Kieran and shit. Who else was there? Sedge? No. Yeah. I was just like, oh, Les disappoints me. He pisses away all the time. He gets sure. up and then he just fucking screws it up. Chokes. Chokes. Um, but you yeah, that's that panic, weren't you, right? Probably Pano, yeah, I can imagine it'd be Pano. I don't know if Pano was there. Yeah, he was there, you dick. No, the meal. Oh, right. I, I think he went elsewhere, and we met up with other people. Um, you can upset someone, because you'd like completely blame them. Yeah, it's like... It's, it's got to be one I of the Cheltenham lot, surely. It's Cheltenham it Dobby? I was, I was Jim drunk. Bob? It, it could have been Dobby, I don't This know. is bad. I was drunk. I can't remember people's names. Two bottles of rosé in. I was a little fucking teenage yeah. girl. You thought you were getting smashed in. <laughs> you did get smashed. Yeah, but um, yeah, we went for food. Then we walked up to the bowling alley where we met up with you guys. What did you guys do then? Go get food or? No, we didn't. We basically went back to Matt's and we just drunk. <laughs> um, and like Ricky had a bottle of Jaeger in his back pocket when we walked down to the bowling alley. But then like we were drinking in like um, Matt's place, and um. We were just all just talking shit and hanging out. It was pretty fucking fun, actually. And then um, we walked down, and Matt was running. There was, like, a guy walking ahead of us, and Matt just ran at him. And the guy, like, just turned around, and Matt just stopped and went, you right? Walked <laughs> off. And then he come back to us, and then the guy was, like, carrying on a bit, and then Matt just ran after him again. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. Just freaking him out. <laughs> and that then, guy like, could have been a psycho. Well, I think... I don't think he would have started anything. And then, like, um, what was really funny is, like, Aaron just randomly had some kids' shoes in his hand. What we did with them? Just, like, sorts left. It's just... What? It's all I left of them. It's like, what are you talking about? It's all that's left of them. I was like... And it was just weird. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Um, this is all a bit fucking weird. Um, we got to the bowling alley, and we, we just stopped out there, and then um, Diesel was buying loads of drinks for everyone. Um, I mean, he was a mess. He was amazing, and like you know, I mean, this was—I think this is brilliant because it's like everyone who, basically, almost everyone there was um, at the bowling. Yeah, and he literally just—everyone was a bit pissed up, and we were apart from Tomlin was in like to mode, so he was—he was being sensible, but we were all <laughs> like, he was having fun, but we, we, he wasn't being Tomlin. Um, but we were all having like a laugh, and we were just like, we got on our bowling lanes, and. Um, yeah, we'd, I mean, bowling was, it got a little bit boring after a while. I, I don't really, I'm a big fan of bowling. Well, I, I no. really enjoy the bowling, so I actually love bowling. I'm quite competitive at bowling. Shock. So I enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Um, in our lane, everyone paid attention and everyone bowled. 
Like we were finished by the time you guys even started your second game. Oh, the amount of times that we were that someone was up the bowl and they were just at the bar chatting to Ricky. Yeah, or it's something. like who's up? Who's it's up? It's like we oh, looked over them. the bar and it's like, oh, Matt's at the bar talking to Ricky. We better bowl because they're going to be there for half an hour. And yeah. then like, um, oh, Sam was so drunk. Oh my god. Yeah, Sam kept like he was being a bit rapey, trying it on with everyone. He like, was being a little bit rapey. I think I think he did try it, not just try it on. I think he got it on with a few people, but weren't their names? Um, is he a war chief? Maybe. I've heard stories about there yeah. may have been maybe it was a war chief in a, in a waistcoat. Kiss, some kissing action going on between Sam from Bristol and a war chief yeah. that may or may not have won Bjorn and South Coast. That narrows it down. That really does narrow it down. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying his name. Yeah. I'm going to mention someone else's name. So, Sedge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sedge, Sedge kept coming yeah, up to totally me. Totally different person. When he was drunk. And he kept, like, grabbing my hands and, like, saying weird stuff about tournaments and and what am I doing. And he was smashed. And then. Mate, Sedge is a legend. You can't. He grabbed my hands. He was like, Your hands are really soft, does it? Yeah, and I moisturize them. Which leads me on to that previous story from earlier on. I'm glad you yeah. clarified this because I've been and he waiting just kept for like, going on about how soft my hands were. And then he was just like stroking my face, going, Your face is really soft as well. And then he kept putting his hands like either side of my face. At one point, I thought he was just going to like fucking go for me. He was getting really, really rapey. Oh, you mean 12 Sedge? It's a good bloke. But, um, I know he was only having a laugh, but uh, and then it was just like, oh my god, feel his face, he's so soft. And I had like, I think Pano was stroking my face as well, and it, it just got a bit weird. Drunk Pano, drunk Pano and drunk Sedge, fucking arm, I can't imagine because they're both really fucking loud when oh, drunk. Mate, Diesel was properly getting fucked. He was like literally like he drank that bottle of Jaeger. He was necking it. He was like swigging out of it. Yeah. Like like Ricky was like just walking around with it in his back pocket. It was just like so obvious. He's just like walking around the bottle with his fucking bottle of Jaeger in his back pocket. And then like because um, Diesel was on our lane at one point he was um, he wasn't born on our lane but he was like next to us and at one yeah. point he was like on the, floor, on the floor in like a dog pile with a load of people. There was just yeah. people. I think like Sam was like rutting him or something. It it got all got a bit silly, um, yeah. but uh, it was it was good fun um, yeah. until Diesel got a little bit worse for wear. Um, he was hugging the bin out the front. Yeah, that's um, when we left. I I walked past Diesel and he he looked he looked like he was going to chuck it everywhere. They cut some water for him and put it on the bin because Diesel was like rocking the bin like one of the glasses smashed on the floor. Yeah, and then like um, the the girl who worked there came out to try and she was like wanted the bin. She was like, I, I don't I don't know. I think my responsibility ends at the door or something like that. And she was just whinging. It was quite funny. But um, and then yeah. like they were talking about going to some like ropey rock bar place that looked really sketchy. We we just went at that point. I I I was getting a bit I was getting a bit hungover at that point because the two bottles of wine had started to wear off and I hadn't drunk enough water. So I was getting a bit of bit sort of like oh i need to go and rehydrate and lay down um and yeah i so i i smashed the bowling and then steve took me in the last frame and beat me so steve won the bowling bastard and the warhammer no 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 he didn't no um yeah so yeah the bowling was great it was just good to have everyone there yeah it was was good fun i mean like the, you know, I'm not going to go through all the sordid details, but we a basically went down. We went back and had the uh, we got a kebab basically, um, 
Oh, I need an honourable mention, actually, before you carry on. Yeah. So For Russ, for smashing a uh, a metal cage with his hand. Yeah, that was good. There was a punching game, and Russ decided to punch the cage. (laughs) I Um, thought you'd actually broke your fingers. uh, I was a little bit worried. Yeah, that my hand you, was completely numb. You looked numb. like you were actually concerned way beyond a bit of a joke. Uh, my hand was completely numb. Um, yeah. It turns out Pano can punch fucking hard. I think I think those things not really punched it though, because like, Jim Bob slapped it. it. Yeah, uh, and he and I think it's like I was like, you know, I couldn't feel my hand, which doesn't help because um, I punched the cage. I don't even know how it happened. Yeah, I think it's an irresponsible place for a basketball machine thing. Yeah, next yeah. to a punching game. Anyway, it needs to be on its own, not next. Well, to it was. Game. There's two. There was one on its own, and they time I went to the other one. I'm blaming that. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you got a kebab. I forgot about that. To be honest. Yeah. Well, basically, we just went back, got a kebab, um, admired some uh, rather nice-looking girls in not a lot while Diesel was trying to recover, and then um, we walked back, and then bizarrely, right. We're walking back, and I don't know, this is just weird, right? All the streetlights are off. So, Ooh. no streetlights. Yeah, it was really dark going back, actually. Yeah, and like, walking back, and I'm like, I can't see anything. And Matt's like, yeah, it's conservatives. So, what, what are you talking about, conservatives? It doesn't make sense. And it basically, in Dorset, they turn all the streetlights off to save energy. Yeah. After 11 o'clock? 11 o'clock. Basically, I can't see anything. I was like, literally walking down streets, and it was just pitch black. Like Matt had his phone out with a light on it, and I was just like, "This is just is proper ropey. I don't like this at all." Um, anyway, we got back all right, but it was just like it was just like this is weird. It's a bit stupid, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really understand. It makes sense, does it? Um, we got back, and then we just basically meandered about and went to bed, and then uh, yeah, that was uh, that was it. But um, I think we'd probably take a break there, and then when we come back, talk about day two. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. And we're back. So, uh, day two. So, I've got a little bit of a story about the morning. Um, so, basically, there are a few casualties over overnight. Um, and Ricky was... He just looked ill and still drunk. I had to play him the first round. Oh, so funny. He, 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 I convinced him to play because he was like, oh, I'm just going to not bother and I'll just give Terry the win. And I just can't bother. And I said, like, no, no, play him. You're smashing. Just run at him. And then um, we we went, <laughs> we got up in the morning and like we were like, oh, we're going to get breakfast now. I don't know if it's just like a Dorset thing, but there's like this, this shop called Londis. And um, they do like proper cooked breakfast. You just go in there and go, I want a bacon sandwich, da 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 da, our breakfast in a box. And they, they've got like a counter and they just put it in a bag for you, like a little box for you. And it was like, really? this is, yeah, it was amazing. Literally, like in the morning, got up and just went there and had breakfast. And I bought like, loads of like just nice food for the day like it was just like have a I had like this breakfast roll it was amazing and I was, I was like this is brilliant and um Ricky like was oh he was late getting there and then he was like he bought like a breakfast in a box couldn't eat half of it and then like the ta- we got a taxi 
oh, it was, the taxi ride was pretty graphic. But um, we put all our bags in the back and stuff, and then um, Ricky just laid down in the middle of the floor, like when the taxi opened the door, and I was like, oh, no, you have to get up, mate. Can't lie there. And, um, like, me and Diesel was sat, like, next to each other, and there was a seat in between us. And um, Ricky sat in there, and he just sat down, and he was like, oh, because this is amazing. And we were like, and then, like, um, I was winding up um, Andy going, um, no, this is, like, the prestige seat, because it's, like, a memory foam all the way round. And I was just saying, like, he's, like, he's just, like, he's never going to, like, if he crash, he's not moving. He's really secure. He's warm. It's just like, it's exactly what you need to get rid of your hangover. It's like a Ben Diesel and Rushfield sandwich. <laughs> Ricky was like the meat in our sandwich. It was amazing. It was just like, it that's was just a so graphic funny. Sandwich. It's horrible, isn't that's, it? Yeah, that's, no. Uh, it was pretty funny. And the taxi driver was, it was quite funny. It was a lot of banter. Oh, the best bit was the taxi driver the night before, actually. Like, Matt was literally ringing up the firm and he was, he was really drunk. And he was like, no, there is literally no place called this road. You're in the wrong place. It's like, not Victory Lane. It's Victory Road or something. There is no Victory Lane. And then, like, he was stood next to a sign that said Victory Lane or something. And we're like, <laughs> Matt, no, it is. Look, you stood next to the sign. He goes, yeah, that's what I said. It's not this one. Well, no, that's not what you said. And he was like, no, I'm sure I did. It was quite funny. But then the taxi driver, there was a lot of like drunken banter with the taxi driver um, and a little bit of an insight into uh, what the taxi driver's flavour of whore is, uh, which got a little bit worrying. Um, but anyway, that was Saturday. I just thought I'd digress and talk about that. It was good. It was a good night. So who you played in the morning then, Terry? I played Ricky, didn't I? And he looked like he was dying. <laughs> he was like deaf, wasn't he? It was so funny. I, it, I just thought, oh, this is going to be a shit game because he's just going to not play at all. Um, so it were what was the mission? Um, mission four. Table quarters. Is, uh, fire and brimstone. Yeah, this is not a great mission for me. I really like this mission. Because I like standing in terrain and I like shooting across terrain. Um, neither of which you can really do because you get killed by the terrain and you can't see through the terrain. Um, quite a hard mission, this one, actually. I think it, it doesn't suit your style of teleporting and doing your shenanigan bullshit. Yeah. You know, I think you have to play a different way in, in this mission. I quite like it, to be honest. Well, the, nice the thing is, is I know how to play Ogres, so I knew I could beat Ricky's list quite happily doing the normal put the Nurgle wall out and then just sit behind it and deal with him. But I tried my combo because I wanted to just, I wanted to really stress this combo out all weekend and see what the limits of it were. So I told Ricky out a summoning pool. So he put down 110 points on the board. I put down 80 and then failed to summon basically the entire game. So I played 30 pool choices down and got basically raped. <laughs> Very, very gently by a hungover Ricky. Um, yeah, I tried the combo, jumped in, failed to summon, rolled low rolls. He's he dispelled. Um, I killed the shooty Moo Cow Thunder yeah. Tusk, and then he proceeded to just pile his whole army into my little corner. Yeah. So my my plan was go into that corner and make him come to that corner, which he did, which allowed me to score and get up really quickly. So in the first round, I got like three quarters and he got one. So I was like, yeah. sweet, three, one, I'm up. No, my plan has worked. I've gone into the corner. I've distracted him. I've thrown away all my units that can't score because they're all heroes. But I didn't summon 
I summoned one drone unit, I think, in the whole game. So I played played from behind, and it was the risk is uh, it's real. <laughs> yeah. If you if you don't get the summon off, and you're against 110 pools, it's, it's pretty hard work. Yeah, um, definitely. But I I managed to stay up as well for a couple of turns. So at one point, I think I was three three points up on him. So it was like four seven to me on on like yeah. quarters or something. Yeah. And at that point I'd, I'd run out of stuff in the corner and the monsters are scoring in this one. So the other one that does the half wound just come out. Yeah, Stonehorn. Yeah. Stonehorn's so good in that scenario. Just sits in the table core and goes, yeah, what's your problem? You're going to yeah, come deal with you me. You could just use two of like five dudes though. Yeah. And he had like the two, two Mournfang in a unit together. That's what? 12 wounds scoring. It's, that's really hard to get rid of. Um, and I, my combo just didn't work out in that game. And lesson learned is just play. I know how to play the ogres, play the ogres the way I normally do. And, and it works, but I wanted to just really try out this, this combo. And, and to be fair, if I'd got the summoning off, it would probably worked. Um, but you know, it wasn't to be, um, unfortunately, but yeah, his formation when, when two of the units from the formation charge and just do D6 extra mortal wounds for free on top of all the other shit they do when they charge is pretty horrible. Hmm. Um, and they all get to reroll to charge and they all get three dice, 18 inch charges as well. It's like, what? That's mental. <laughs> all these Mournfang and big monsters. So yeah, I mean, I, you know, again, I feel like I threw that game. I, I just played like a dick. I should have just done it normally and won it. But yeah, limit, limits were tested and, uh, Ricky was sort of alright by the end of the game. He's a little bit sleepy still and he looked like shit, but he was, he was sort of getting around. I don't hold your punches back, Jesus. He, his eyes just, he looked like he hadn't slept in about, 10 days he looked he look like he's like a recovering crack addict he looked like he was, was just escaped rehab he, he was hanging <laughs> but yeah no it was, it was a good game I like Ricky as well so it was uh, it was uh, interesting just to see that formation as well because I've not seen anyone use that yet yeah and when it works Avalanche is pretty good yeah fun, it's pretty terrifying when it works yeah that's why it was good against me you failed to get the charge off because what it does it does like D6 mortal wounds if you charge for two units yeah so. and that that's pretty good against your uh, or your oh, little yeah, like, blood warrior I dudes and stuff I don't like mortal wounds yeah so but, yeah so that was uh, that was my round four um, I got my mission but I lost um, so Never mind. Um, but you know, learning experience, lesson learned. Don't, don't, you know, try and get greedy and just play, play the game. You know, don't change it up. You, you could do with that advice, Les. <laughs> I think that's the problem with, yeah. with sort of like when you've got a, a way of playing a list and stuff. Is that you, you do this trick and you're like, this is really fucking good, and then you want to do that every single time. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. You don't need to do it. Just, just, just do what you know. Properly. If you know how to beat that list, just do it. Just play it normally. Yeah. Don't don't do any silly things. But you know, at a practice event, that's what I intended to do. So you know, in a normal event, just play it out. Don't don't get greedy. It's hard to. It's just something that you all remember, though, isn't it? I know in like, yeah. the heat at the moment, you can get a bit sort of carried away with stuff, can't you? I suppose. And, just... and the combo was three for three on how devastating it had been already. So I was like, yeah, it'll work again. But unfortunately, ogres just have too many wounds. 
Yeah. So you can't clear it all off quick enough, and they get to hit you back with enough stuff. And Iron Guts are just dumb. <laughs> I think ogres are really good. I think, oh, I think, really I think good. they're brilliant. I think comboed with like uh, with, with orcs, they could be pretty devastating to be honest. It'll be well, interesting. Kira was doing happens. pretty well with his army, wouldn't he? Yeah, but yeah. interesting to see what happens with the destruction book. Yeah. So um, that was your game then. Yeah. Um, le- lessons were learned. Lessons <laughs> the hard were learned. Um, I ended up playing uh, Super Awesome Steve Follows um, in the Awesome Town, and I played the King and Queen of Awesome Town, as you told me. <laughs> Um, so basically this, this mission, this game was probably the most tactical game of AOS I've ever played. Um, and it was amazing, this, this was amazing, this game. And literally, um, he, he chose Battle for the Pass. Um, I set my army up. It was really cagey. He put a load of zombies around the back, down the back of the board in Battle for the Pass. And all he did was summon, um, units in, like for like two turns but he gave me the first turn now I I had this combo and I thought if this comes off this is going to absolutely blow his mind so we've already mentioned that the way to really deal with Nagash is to get rid of Nifreta but actually that's a really hard thing to do and you've got no ranged attacks and you've got to get rid of melee combat so what I did is I took the secret mission and I knew because Steve was in the mix but he had unpainted models Whereas my army was completely painted, so I knew that if it came down to a tie break, you'd win on paint. I'd win because I've got. So I didn't need my secret missions. So I literally went and went. What secret mission could I use to do Steve over? And I used the um, the breakthrough one. And I could you set up a unit of up to six pulls. So I, I decided that I'd use that. And so he gave me first turn and I burnt my mission straight away. And I put a slaughter priest on the board within 16 inches of Nefrita. And then I went, <laughs> now I'm going to pull Nefrita towards me. And Steve was just like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. That, that's just, I've never saw that coming at all. Um, and like every time the slaughter priest has to step up, I rolled a two. What a tick. Fucking yeah. sort of priest. It's but on what, a three plus, is it? Uh, a four up. On the right. first turn, but um, if you haven't killed anything, but it, it's it's a fifty fifty. But so, what was the plan to pull her into charge range? So she has to run towards the slaughter priest. So she obviously she's like she's quite far back. Twelve. She's moved sixteen. Sixteen. So Christ. she literally will end up where the slaughter priest is, and then yeah, I so just she'll end up coming like twenty inches towards you. Yeah, and then I just bomb. The um, I I kill her yeah. with the bloodletter bomb, and the gash isn't even in a position to counter charge. Yeah, and then she's down. He's got no immune to rend. Nagash now can't go near my army because he yeah. can't take wrathmonger hits because he he he'll kill, he himself. Will kill himself. Yeah, and he can't come near the bloodletters, and that's basically game. Um, so it was a fifty-fifty. Am I going to win this game? Um. And basically, you just cut a long story short, because there was so much in this game where it was sort of playing around, but basically the plan was to try and get into the back backfield of um, Steve's stuff. I mean, there were so many moments in this game where it could have gone either way, but the game literally come down to... I had a couple, like, three scoring units in my half of the table, and he summoned, like, a unit of direwolves, and he was going to use Nagash to clear a unit off, 
and run the diewalls in and contest and win by one point. But I was in his area fighting Spirit Host, so I needed to drop three of his units to, from scoring to draw. Um, so literally on the last turn, I managed to drop his um, Spirit Hosts at three units in one round of combat to an unscoring, uh, just about, um, which then made it a draw. Um, but th- there was just, it was such a good game. I mean, it's hard to really do it justice on a podcast because it was so much positional play. Yeah. It was I know a- Chris was banging on about it at the weekend saying, hey, it looked really, really fun and like it was played in the right spirit, but also it was really tactical. Yeah, I mean, we were giving each other a lot of grief at the table and joking and stuff, and I was doing my Arnie voice when I tried to pull Nefrita across. And I st- heard you Arnieing up at various points. Yeah, every time I used the um, the like the get over here move, I was going, I was going like, "Come on, I'm here, kill me," and all this. <laughs> um, but it never worked. Whenever I did that, so I stopped doing it. Um, no. And basically, like it was, it was a pretty good. I don't know, just. Like he kept Nefrita back, and then he was picking units off that were on like left on the edge, and I was bunched up on one side and be being battle for the pass. I couldn't really get past Nagash and Nefrita to get to his army. It was really hard. And then there was a bit of mystical terrain, and my one unit, my skull crushers, got stuck for two rounds, not doing anything. Ugh. Yeah, which really, really cost me big. Um, and then like I managed to get like the blood letters in, and I rolled a one on the battle shock and then I put them round to hit another unit and you know, loads of stuff like that and, and like literally the gash was was sort of trying to pick off my blood warrior units which are just running around the back of the board and yeah it got it got it got pretty tactical. I mean it, it was it was a fantastic game but um, ended up a draw. So um yeah tough game. Okay. Yeah. So round five was the um the compass fragment. Yeah. So pick up the fragment from your opponent's deployment and then bring it back to your fragment. Yeah, for an auto win, but you don't for need to For an do auto that. win, or just be in control of their fragment at the end of the game and them not be yeah. in control of yours. Now, like, the whole token thing at the start was just, like, really confusing. Yeah. It's like, so we take damage and I put a token on and then, oh, then nothing happens. Okay, right. So next battle round. All oh, right, so now I've got another token and they both blow up. Ah, right, I see what's happening now. Yeah, so basically so, you, get, you get a charge... If you're within six yeah. and fragment, and then in your go you roll, you roll for the fragments to see if they pop. Yeah. On a four up they pop, and you and take damage. D yeah. three per token that yeah. pops. Yeah, which which didn't really do much to my plague bearers because they were a unit of twenty and they just went, oh, I'll just tank that up and more wound it, and then oh, I got a battle shock and got them back. So yeah, that, that was it, okay. It's more a mechanic for when a unit's holding them the fragment. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I played um, Zach Gregory. Now, he has been playing at the Pillage Portsmouth place. Yeah, I think called. he's from Solent. Solent Wargamers, yeah. Apparently he's been smashing people up with this list at um, uh, Solent Wargamers. I, I think he plays Battlefield he plays Pompey at as well. The Portsmouth Club, because he was saying he played Mike, Mike Burgess. Yeah, I think he plays at um, the Pompey Pirates. Yeah, and he said that, yeah, he played there and he's, he's been smashing people up and he's not lost with this list yet. So I was like, oh, okay, so you haven't lost. So how, how are you not on table one? He's like, well, I've drawn two games. Is that like, one, two, I've drawn two. I was like, oh, okay, so, so you've not lost then. He's like, no, I've not even come close to losing. I was like, all right, okay. What, what was his list? So 
his list was the Star was it Star Beast Constellation or Thunder yeah, Star Beast Constellation, I think it is. So it was a stag, a stag, an ancient stag, um, a unit of six crocs. I think that was it for the formation. Um, and then maybe a skink or priest or something. So the idea of the formation is um, it can pick whether it's savage or not savage, whatever the other one is. Um, I haven't got the Seraphon book, so I can't actually look at what the wording is. So you either get like a defensive one where you reroll your saves or you get an offensive one where you reroll to wound, I believe it is, on all the stuff in the formation. So you pick whether you're savage or protected. We better get this right because I know we've been... Um criticised for the seraphon hate and inaccurate seraphon information by some people so um, Armstrong. Um, so <laughs> I was going to mention names yeah I said Terry getting it wrong right well, well you just whinging really so, I've, just, yeah. I've only got it so I've got, if I case I'm out of toilet paper I'm to wipe my ass with yeah basically um, I mean um, for completion good purposes. for hobby completion I, I think I'm going to get it now because I just I'd like to know what everything does uh, thunderquake.host I think thunderquake so basically, you get the um, celestial surge, uh, the beast of seraphim almost invincible, blah 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 blah. In your hero phase, um, heals a wound. Models from the within ten of a sun heal D three. Yeah, so it's really good because all your monsters heal D three. So if as if Bastilodons weren't already, oh no, because that's not in the formation. It was fine. It was the stage. Uh, no, they are um, engine of gods. Or Trogodon, two units in any combination from Stegodon or Bastelodon. Oh, yeah, but his was so in the summoning pool, so. Yeah, okay. And then, place. um, it says in here, at the start of each combat phase, you can declare that all units will either be swift, you can reroll charge rolls and hit, failed hit rolls, or savage, reroll to wound and save. Ooh, but that's yeah. only in combat, the combat phase, that's not. Yeah, because yeah, he was savage, like, all the time, because it was really. Reroll armor saves, reroll to wounds, really tasty. Um,. So he deployed really quickly because obviously of the formation and he put down a slan like 10 Saurus warriors, not, not the, not the temple guards, Saurus guard, whatever they're called now. So just the normal Saurus warriors. He put down the formation and he put down a little, a little skink hero as well. Um, and he went first. Now I was unsure of what he was going to do. So I, I took my normal. 80 with my 40 summoning and I just sort of sat at the back where I thought I was out of range of everything I was like I'll just board edge my whole army because I know he's he can summon and he's going to do some shenanigans so at the start of the hero phase the steg alpha the alpha skink on top a, of the steg. yeah you take a skink alpha on top of the steg and on yeah and it allows it to move d6 and just just move d6 in the hero phase so it moves d6 forwards now he rolled a six so it trundled up the board six inches it's funny because it says if stegos written by skink alpha in your hero phase the alpha can give orders to a skink unit within eight yeah but the stegodon has the skink keyword yeah so the skink alpha made it walk forwards and then the other skink alpha made it walk forwards again right so the alphas both move this steg, the engine, up the table because it's got the skink keyword. So he started 12 inches on with the steg. This steg is now probably middle of the board, not far off. It's know. 2d6, isn't it, basically? So. He's, come, he's come like probably about nine inches forwards, roughly. So he's coming towards the middle of the board. 
So the Slayer summons the banner, the Celestial Banner yep. guy, to give him plus one to cast and plus eight range. Yep. And then casts Summon Bastilodon through the engine because it's got a skink on it. Yeah. In, like, literally nine inches away from my, my units. Yep. Like, in, in my balls, a Bastilodon. I'm like, did he, oh. did he do it with the snake thing on the back? Did no. Did he summon it with the... He summoned the it with the, with the laser. Oh, okay. So the laser appeared in my in my face, and then he rolled the engine, and the engine fired D6 mortal wounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. which he shot at Thanquil because he'd moved up the board. Yeah, he's in range now. Yeah. So he's now in range because of that movement during the hero phase. Mm-hmm. So he swatted Thanquil for a couple of wounds with his bolt, and then the Bastilodon shot him. It did a ton, a ton of damage. And then the bolt throwers on top of both the stegs, because then now it's the movement phase before obviously shooting. Now they can move up again, mm-hmm. even though they've already moved up in the hero phase. So they both move up and fire their bolt their bolt throwers or whatever on the top and the skinks and everything else just starts firing away. And I'm thinking, well, Fankor's got 13 wounds and a 4-up save. He'll be okay. Uh, so I survive with... I take 11 wounds from the magic and the shooting. I'm like, oof. That was a pretty shit first turn. Um, so I'll, I'll accept Thanquo was a casualty in round two because there's no way he's not going to die. Yeah. Um, I think he actually survived on one wound. I think I took 12. Um, so he was like, the Bastilodon was like all up in my grill. Um, so my, my first turn, I did the combo. So the um, Kairos jumped, Thanquo jumped, summoned some drones summoned great and clean one um and then i shot the slan with thankwell's shooting didn't attack. shoot the deputy yeah hey, hey, um so i was like how many wounds has the slan got he's like r7 oh, i was like cool i'll oh, shoot him with this oh it's a seven you don't get a save so ah oh, cool Slan's dead. I was like, right, so he can't summon on the other Basti, because he had two Bastilodons and the and the Astroloth Bearer guy in the pool, because that's 40 on the nose, I think, possibly. Les, is that on the nose? Yeah, it is, yeah. (laughs) How much is the banner? Eight or ten? Ten? I don't know, ten. Ten and two thingies is 30, isn't it? So that's 40, yeah, it's the summoning pool. So that, that obviously took away the... But then obviously the engine can summon. Yep. So it doesn't stop his summoning. No. Because the engine can still summon. Luckily, the engine didn't summon. I thought any slams could summon. Well, the engine... Oh, the engine can, you can roll, put up a you unit. You can roll, yeah, bring yeah. on a unit, can't you? Yeah, 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 that's true. So I was like, I'm going to just go for the slam, and then at least I'll only have to play with one Bastilodon on the table, because they're shit against demons. We know this. Um, So my Blyking unit was stood next to a damned piece of terrain. Mm-hmm. So I was like, right, I'll take the D3 wounds, and I rolled a one. I was like, sweet. So now my Blight Kings, have, I've got plus one to hit. So I charged the ten Blight Kings into his Bastilodon, which was obviously, you know, right up in my face. So I got an easy charge and I moved up to it, charged it. Um, I got nine of them in and the exploding D6 extra attacks was on fives and sixes. Yeah. Because of the plus one to hit. So all in all, I did 40 wounds to it. In the first round of combat. Nice. And he failed four saves. Yeah, it's well above average. Four two-up saves he failed. 
So he it should took four have, wounds. He should have double that, basically. It should have died. From, from 40 wounds, two up save, it should have died. It's only got mm. eight wounds. Um, uh, it, on average, it's maybe a live on a wound. Yeah, so it took four, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Tomlin was there pissing himself laughing, taking pictures of it, and tweeted it at the time. So people probably already know that this happened. Um, so over on the other side of the board, um, I've put the drones up uh, where they summoned, like in front of Kairos and Thanquil, sort of off to the side of it, so that his crocs can't just straight up go in and nut um, Kairos. Um, the rest of the army sort of moves up and I, I, uh, I've got my other plague bearers just tanking the, the bunker so he can't, you know, get my fragment. But I don't think he was really playing to get my fragment. I think he was just trying to kill me. Yeah. Um, I sent my unit of seekers off on a, off on a voyage around the side of the board. So I was like, right, well, they're going to go and pick up the fragment and bring it back because, you know, they move really quickly and they can still run when they've got the fragment. But you have to pick up the fragment in the movement phase, which was a bit. That's the bit that was a we were a bit confused about because I thought, well, I'll charge near him and pile into it, and I'll pick it up with the pile in. But it says when you finish your move, so obviously your move only happens in the movement phase, so I couldn't pick it up. Because that's when I come over to you and said, well, when can I pick it up? And you're like, well, only in the movement phase. It's like, well, it does say in your move, so that is your movement. Yeah. So I mean, it you could pile in and fight the unit next turn and pick it up. And next turn pick it up. Um, so we rolled off for a pretty important turn roll because we both had a turn and battered each other. And uh, I won the roll off. So I was like, yay, Fankwell's alive on his on his wound. So he gets to, gets to shoot his gun again. So um, I'm only in range... Of I do I do enough a, a bit of magic summon on the rest of my drones and um, they they all start firing off magic into the crocs and the um, one of the stegs so Thanquil gets it eight inches away from his steg and I roll uh, roll my two d six mortal wounds on the steg and roll a ten it's like oh sweet how many wounds has he got he just picks it up and I was like yeah tear that bitch <laughs> off ten wounds. Yeah. I say like, Fancor's earning the big bucks now. So he's jumped across the board, one shot a slam, seven wounds, one shot a steg, ten wounds. Um the deceiver jumped into his unit of ten Saurus and proceeded to kill all ten of them in one hit. Um because well, they they don't get a save against his Ren three. He just murdered them. It was quite glorious. They don't like Ren, do they Saurus Warriors? No. Um so they ignore Rend one. But they can they can smoke that Ren three quite happily, um, and the uh, the Bastilladon takes another pounding. So this time I've lost my plus one to wound, but I still put about twenty odd wounds into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No wounds. Love it. Because it's still on a two up save from his previous turn where he had Mystic Shield on it. Still, I'm like, my god. So I've done forty. Plus another 20, so I'm up to like 60 wounds course on this bugger now. And it's still just sat there like, yeah, I've got four wounds left. What's that? Um, Sometimes though, with a two-up save, you just don't fail them, do you? Sometimes. No. I know in average, you, you should have took more wounds. With the, with it, the but... Blight Kings doing, 10 yeah. Blight Kings doing that many hits, just the sheer volume of dice. But like, then like, you can roll five dice and kill a character with three wounds on a what two up save, and then other times you just don't take a single wound. You yeah. will remember playing against like a, a dark half pegmaster in eighth, where he literally just 
fucking yep. everything bounces off him. And yep. then another time you fucking shoot him with a ball from him death. You kill him with a, a strength one blue fire. Yeah, so it's... Yeah, it happens. I know on average you should have probably done some wounds, but, you know... Yeah, out of 60, things. it should have been dead on a two-up save. Um, yeah, but that's what makes all games exciting. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, if it was a four-game conclusion, it'd be just play chess. You play yeah. chess, yeah. I mean, we've all done some silly things. Yeah, I mean, like, you know... You horrors has killed two Arachnorok spiders in one round of combat, you know? That that shouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things, and it's sometimes, the, no matter what, you know, you survive, or you, yeah. you know, they roll the one and you fucking kill the crucial piece at the crucial time. You know, it's... yeah. But um, so yeah, I I managed to get the seekers round towards this fragment um, and pick it. Oh, and they obviously ended their move close enough to to pick it up in the next turn because I piled in because I just put them into the the saurus just so that they could pile in onto it. Yeah. The deceiver was always going to kill them, but I just wanted to use them as like a leaping platform to charge to, to like get into position to pick it up. So I finished the move touching it, but obviously couldn't, couldn't get it. Uh, then he had his turn and he, he did kill Fanquo in the end because he put the two, he put the, um, the steg into it, all the shooting and, you know, it, it, it went down. Um, I managed to finally kill the, the Basti in his turn with another 20 odd wound. But what was really salty about this was I put 20 wounds through on it and just straight up killed it for nine wounds in that one roll of 20. There you go, average back. But he yeah. didn't have the Mystic Shield on it, so it's back up to a three up instead of a two up, and it just, they just straight up killed it in that one round of combat for the, all his wounds. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, Why couldn't that happen the previous turn? Um, and then they went off on a little voyage and killed the um, the Astroloth Bearer, who was just like hiding behind like a little building off to the side. Uh, and then it was just cleaned up basically at that point. Um, I just started mortal wounding everything with all the magic and the drones went into the, um, into the crocs and the gray and clean one was there cheerleading them. So they got their sixes to wound and just murdered the unit of crocs. Um, and then, yeah, so I got my mission, um, which was to keep my general alive, I believe in this one. What did he do in the first one? I think it was this one. Or kill his general. It's the Slan. That's right. So I killed the Slan. Um, I got his whole army. Tabled him by turn four. Um, he was like, oh, I've never lost with that army. So, like, well. Fucking hell. The way you was explaining it, I was expecting you to get fucking bent over. It's like, yeah, tabled him turn four. Tabled him turn four. Yeah. The thing is, when he fired his Bastilladon in the first turn, it only did... He rolled a five for the number of shots. Yeah. So, and he rolled a four. I think he rolled double two. So, and through that, he only put like three wounds through. I mean, it's damaged two, so it was still six wounds on top of all the other stuff. But just average shooting, he'd have killed Fangor one shot with the Basti, I think. Yeah, and Fangor seemed like he's pretty much the key piece in your army. And he killed the Steg, the the Slan. He absorbed two whole rounds of shooting from all the Stegs and the Basti. So, I mean, he was. He was the man that game. He he just went for glory. I mean, listening to you talk about it, like Russ said, it, it seems very much like Thankful was was like the, doing the heavy lifting. I mean, yeah, you had like your quirky combo that allowed Thankful to do the heavy lifting, but it seemed to me like Thankful was like once he was over that side of the table, he was like literally. Once, once he's in and he's in a safe position, he is very good. The only the only problem with him is it once he's in combat, he's, he's shit. Like he has. 
five attacks that are fours and threes rend one damage two. So he's got all right damage, but that falls away very quickly because the number of attacks drop after three <clears> wounds, five wounds, eight wounds or something. He, they just drop. They go really quickly. Why, why not use him as a sort of like a support piece then? You have him, you have like a unit fighting and then Fankel is there just pumping his... Well, the problem is, is because, his, because his range is eight, yeah. His support range is very small. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, you can tag people in. It's got two inch reach, though, isn't it? Yeah, but once so, once you're within eight to shoot stuff, you're probably within range to get mortal wounded back by bolts, shooting, other flying combat units. Have you thought about using defensively, where you have a unit and he stood behind it? So if they charge that unit, he gets he he's not in their many reach. Yeah, but then you so, can pile in an attack after they've attacked the, the problem, unit. The problem with that is, is Thanquil can skitter leap six inches away, but all the summoning is nine. So anything you summon has to go behind him. So you, yeah, even, I think, what Russ means is use him as a defensive gun line, like Allard Darren. Palmer. Yeah. So what you do is yeah. you you don't put him in range to shoot the first time round. You summon the wall of. Play you don't have to summon it, just have it on the table. Yeah, just deploy it behind a unit of like <laughs> yeah, bears, I think it? I think to get full value out of him, you want him to be shooting from like turn one or two. You want to get him in there and just get the value. Maybe he's got spells. Yeah, bolt, scorch. That's just bolt with a longer I, range. Yeah, I'd take two bolt with a longer range and a fucking strong cast army. Oh yeah, it's great, but you want that two d six more wounds. <laughs> the 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 power of just picking a target. What, you know, especially stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, like, it's good, but it's good as a reaction piece as well. Yeah, I mean, in some of the games, the terrain was great, so I could jump next to a piece of terrain. So if they charge me, they could literally get like two guys in. So I could, I just sort of stick him on the edge of a building. Um, I mean, there's no reason he couldn't fucking garrison a building for the cover, but then obviously you can get attacked by a lot of stuff. Um, I quite like the garrison rules. Did you use him a lot? Or? I. The thing is, is a lot of my stuff was fighting outside of it. I mean, I put the plague claws in the buildings because I just deployed them in the buildings and went, well, they're, they're just garrying it for plus one save. There's no reason they can't, is there? It's just like standing in a wood, but it means a lot of stuff can, you know, shoot you. It gives you a good range to shoot from. But I did find myself pushing the play claws up every turn, three inches every turn, just like move four or three, shoot, move four or three, shoot. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm, I, I've, I watched the game in War Lightning Cannons just seem amazing. Yeah. I, mean, the, the play, I love the play claws now. And it's the Nurgle synergy as well, just just really gives them that. The Skaven definitely seemed quite appealing to play, I think. I think, I think Mono Skaven will be really powerful. Like, I... I I think there's some a lot of stuff you can do, but supporting them with demon units is is brilliant though. Yeah, I think when as soon as you start summoning like flamers with Fanquart and stuff, it gets really good. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't really summon flamers that much. I I bought them in in the ogre games because ogres don't really like them because they're great at shredding bull units um, with the D3 damage, um, and they've only got the shitty five up save, so it's not like shooting three up save, you know characters um but yeah i i think i'm i this this list um it's very it's one trick pony once once you played people with it they soon go well i see how you did that you're not going to do that again 
so I, t- I took this list to New Dawn and to War Chiefs, but it's not one taking the South Coast. So I've put it out there. I've had my fun with it. And now I'm doing something different. Like, I think I think I'm still going to keep Fanquil in the list, but he'll probably get sideboarded just because 19 a lot if you're not comboing around him. I think he's such a good piece that you have to build around him to keep him nice and safe and get value out of him. Um, but I've, I've got something else I'm going to try now. So this this works. But, um, yeah, it's definitely... I mean, when you roll the warp fire gun, the 2d6 damage, it's something just like, here it comes. 11, you're like, oh, I just fucking destroyed that whole unit. Like, I obviously, at the War Chief event, like, I used it a lot, and it was great. But when with the Kairos roll, it just means you can pretty much delete something in one shot. So, I mean, if if Neferata or Manfred or whatever, 11 wounds apiece, as long as one of those dice is a 5, you just straight up instant kill them. So, it's it's worth just... It's, it's got value. Um, and the Gash as well. 2d6 more wounds on the Gash. All right, he has a 4-up save against mortal wounds or is it just spells what, the gash is mortal yeah wounds. it is mortal wounds isn't it yeah yeah see i think i did like six seven wounds to him with with just thankful shooting which is a nice chunk so yeah you know. do, do you not bounce any back on you um i think it's only in combat it bounces back isn't it nope no, or is it spells that bounce back any no just any, any more wound on six yeah. it doesn't i think back. i think i took a couple of wounds from it steve would have got it right so Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I probably, I do remember putting wounds down on it, so I must have taken them from it. But um, yeah, so so uh, yeah, smash smash sacks uh, lizards up quite happily because I was expecting to have croak because he posted up on the Thursday or the Friday a picture of a little badge saying I got I got smashed by Seraphon, so I'm a cunt or something. Did you see his little badge? Yeah, he I had? saw that. Yeah. Did you want him on a t-shirt? I, I don't know. Did you want to get it on a t-shirt? Did I? Yeah, didn't someone do a croak thing? You wanted it on a t-shirt. That oh, was, that was that was that's um that was Andrew Forrester. Okay. Andrew Forrest, Andrew Forrester. Yeah, that was the uh, the Pike Slan Croak Fishing Association. Oh, okay, right. Thing. I'm I am going to get that on a t-shirt because that is brilliant. Um, I'm not going to get Seraphon cunt on a t-shirt. That's yeah, that's like offensive. That's like having a cradle of filth T-shirt with cunt written across the front of it. You know, I'm, I'm okay, thanks. Um, so yeah, played that. Nice, nice enough guy actually. I the first time I, um, first time I played him, I actually even met him. I think. Listening to you, like you describe his list, I wasn't sure if he was actually mentioned in Healing Hammer recently because I think there was a. I think he yeah, did, yeah, I think yeah. they did say that someone was smashing people up with a with the Thunderquake Lizard Star. Like there was Seraphon a list. Like a, 10 minute game or something yeah I think that's when he played Mikey and he smashed him off in 10 minutes Um, but yeah that list honestly if that's what he's taking the South Coast I'm pretty sure he said that he's going to tweak it slightly but that list just people won't be able to deal with that and like he didn't even realise how summoning worked in that you could just do it within not all within yeah so he was like oh my god my Basti's just gained like 4 inch range I'm like oh fuck's sake why'd I tell you that <laughs> but that that list is it's just solid. It's just lots of big solid dinosaurs that can capture. And yeah, I, think, I think he'll do well. So uh, yeah, that was a long rant. Your uh, your game five. Yeah, place edge one. 
Right, yeah, end nice. game. No, cool. um, no, uh, I played um, Serge with his high elves and um, and the prime. He didn't take it. And me. the skinks. He took the skinks. So I took the usual. What he did is he um, he took the first turn and he was using handed glory on the bolt thrower, and then he tried to shoot off my whip dude. Um, and he had like a big unit, of, like forty spearmen, and a unit of like. 10 or 15 Phoenix Guard, and he had like 30 Bowmen, um, and he had the Sea Helm Battle Standard, which gives you plus one to wound, or and he gives you re-rolls, I can't remember, it's pretty, pretty good. Um, <coughs> but um, I think in this scenario, I literally just ran at him, and I played for the double turn, because he took the first turn. And he put like a unit of skink, like a skink screen out with like griff hounds. And I just took my bloodletters, buffed him, chucked him in and killed it all. And I was like, if I get the next turn, you've lost. Because I'm just going to go in with the bloodletters and like delete half your army. Um, I didn't get the turn. He committed to the bloodletters. And then I then committed to what he committed to the bloodletters and ground it off. But I sent like, um, a unit of like Valkyrie, a unit of crushers right around the edge of the board. Um, and, you know, it's pretty... It basically come down to I'm fighting on his objective, so there's more chance that I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. Because he didn't he actually... He can't even get to yours. No, I used Valkyr to basically go into the archers and just try and, like, whip them down, but she fluffed massively on the charge and he killed, like, three archers. It was like, pretty pathetic. Um, but I, damage on the charge, I know, yeah. yeah. Um, freeze and freeze, minus two, D3 damage. Ugh. Six attacks. I killed like two archers. I think she's making a guest appearance in my South Coast list. <laughs> um, yeah, basically the the bloodthirster was immense in this game, and then like he had like he sisters of fawn, and basically I think he realised he needed to go for the objective, so he tried to run like sisters of fawn round, but the bloodthirster just basically hunted them down and killed them all. Um, but what I did is I burnt my secret mission for, to retreat my six crushers, so I put right on a flank who were fighting spearmen. So then they could retreat out of the combat onto the objective, um, and then pick up the thing and then charge back again. Right. Because it allows you to retreat and charge. Right. Okay. So what I was going to do is retreat off the um, out of the combat, start get onto the um, objective, pick it up, and then pick run it back up, again. and then charge back into combat. Um, but I uh, he burnt his mission to stop me doing it, and then. Um, but I ended up winning the game. But Tyrion, oh, he was just a pain in the ass. He just, he just wouldn't go down. He, he was doing so much damage with that plus one to wound. Oh, it's just stupidly dumb. Um, I can't remember what the other effect is. The banner gets the swing else it gives you as well. Um, but no, it was, it was a good game. But it was just, uh, I think we were both a bit tired and. Um, I yeah. said that to you at lunch, didn't I? I was like, yeah. oh, I just want to go home. You're like, don't be a dick, just play the last round. I'm like, Yeah, but I, you were talking about not playing. I was like... I just wanted to go home. I was so, like, shame. the wine had caught me at that point. I was like, yeah. oh... But we, like, oh. like, like we were basically playing on table two, and I thought I should be playing Kieran, but Kieran was playing Steve Follows, because I thought oh, I've got to be playing Kieran, because we, uh, uh, us three were tied on points. We had, like, uh, three wins and a draw. Yeah. Um, but I also, I wasn't factoring the, um, the paint doesn't factor into the end. Yeah. So I thought, oh, okay, playing Sedge is fine. But I think Sedge had lost the game because he lost against Kieran. Yeah, so Kieran beat him in round four. So basically, if, if Sedge beat me, I still would have finished pretty high up. 
Um, yeah. But I thought, to be honest, if I beat Sedge, I've basically won the event. Yeah, because you've got the so, paying advantage over Steve. Yeah, so um, I knew that, but that's I didn't play for my secret missions because I knew I wouldn't need them. So yeah. I could have played for them better, but I just didn't really. We burned them for the for the, uh, yeah, the buffs, which which actually did nothing. Um, and they didn't come off in both games, but but if that wanted to come off against Nefrata, it would have been, oh, it would have been, it'd been fucking yeah. glorious. It would have been amazing. It's such a good story. Um, but it's alright game I mean it's fine it, it was just like I think it was a bit grindy with a lot of combat in the middle um, I managed to get the Rathmungs in and clear up like the um, well he basically cleared his army up um, at the end of the game there was barely any models left on the table but I had like the Bloodthirster on like a couple wounds I had like a unit of crushers running away with the with the relic thing being chased by Tyrion I had like one wound left um, it was just it was literally it was just like straggly models everywhere it's a proper bloodbath it was uh it was a good game but i find that when you've got a big army like sedge has got um there's a lot of models to move and i've got a lot of models and it let, felt a little bit tight on the time uh, we did get the game finished but you know you get those games where you just have to rush through the last turn yeah. or so yeah and you're not really enjoying the game at that point because you're just trying to get the game finished yeah I, I I, that. that's why that's i like this hate. list that i tried yeah, I bet. It's because like seventy odd points are just big monsters. It's there's not a lot to move. Yeah, and I think as well that's a real appeal about like playing Stormcast. Yeah, because you literally. I, I can't remember a time and with a Stormcast game that's gone over an hour and thirty five minutes. Yeah, I mean really. It's like playing the old Agro Warriors. It just it just either is it's just done. is a quick yeah. game, um, and and I like that. It's quite nice because you can. You've got more time to socialise and stuff yeah. like that. So that's kind of like my like Rat Ricky's army. It's kind of a bit like that. Yeah, yeah, but it was, it was good, and yeah, I uh, I ended up winning that and winning your own compact. Well done. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, soft making all your stuff nice and cheap, like style. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I've just yeah. loaded all the death stuff because it's my next army. So yeah, no, um, good choice, good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah. painting. Well, you can. What's the top three then? So, so I I won. Yeah. Steve follows second, but technically should have won. Yeah, because if Steve had the painting points, he actually won, didn't he? Yeah, on the secret mission tiebreak. Yeah. And then we yeah. had in third place, Kieran from the Cheltenham War Chiefs. Special K. So, well done, Kieran. It sounded yeah. like he played a pretty good weekend. Like when yeah, I was he talking played to him at his games. So I stayed with him as games, well. He was yeah. chatting about how it went. So. I actually think Kieran's sort of like discovered his sort of like calling with it works in Age of Sigma. Yeah. You know, it's that fair play to him to do it. But I think, I think like from what I understand, if Ricky had a painted army, he would have been third. Yeah. And then like um, that Paul Buckler guy come fourth. Then we had um, John Brock in fifth. Um, I think that's John Brock Sr., I imagine. Might be Junior. Don't know if, it, if he's got the two different names yeah Johnny or because his son's Johnny I think isn't he and they're both John Brock oh. it's just wow they're, they're labelled on the thing but yeah he, he was uh, it was really good to meet him actually and his, and his son was just like, uh, yeah Johnny Brock he's yeah, yeah he's got Johnny as his son on the 22nd but um, I, I actually think they um, you know they're, they're coming to South Coast I'm really looking forward to chat to them so they're both playing Chaos as well so yeah cool 
very know. different as well because the young guy's got like all corn and his dad's and playing shit. all Nurgle basically. his dad's playing like all Nurgle yeah um, but it's quite useful because he, he sort of he was asking me for like Bloodbound and corn tips and stuff so um, yeah so just get the the Bloodstorm formation on um, that, that was good and then um, so Peyton um, quite a strong field considering yeah I mean, you've got 28 players, and some of the armies are just really nice. Do you, like, standout ones for me? Tim Fisher's, I loved it. I loved it as well. I, I, I actually voted for it because it was, like, concept, but I, I don't know, I just liked it. Um, in terms of nominations, you had Adam Elford's army on its display yeah. board, looked really good. Um, the only thing about Adam's army that let down for me is that it's not consistent. Like, the red isn't consistent and stuff. Um, I think just as he's painted bits and bobs and as he's moved along, it's not... He's moved the style along slightly. Yeah. Um, but it's really nice. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, no, I'm not it saying is it's nice. bad. I mean, it's it's really nice. And I like the terrain he's done and the blood and snow, it, it always works. And um, Adam's yeah. a top guy. It's really nice. Yeah. To, I, I mean, I've been to events with Adam before, but I've never really spoke to him like like yeah. properly hung out of him. And it was it was really good just to have like, some really good conversations yeah, but his, his army is really nice, and obviously um, you had Sedge's army was up there, and I, I think that looks really good. Um, like he's done a lot of work, and that scenery is yeah. really good. It, his army, to me, when I looked at it, looked like it was not finished yet, though. Um, yeah, I think some of the areas look like it needs a bit more work, like some I of the red, the, and like the skin. Was, was it the faces aren't painted on any of them? They've just got like flesh and a wash. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. I didn't look at it that that hard. Um, but uh, I mean, as an overall. It's oh, it's re- overall, it's it's nice. looks, it looks yeah. good. I mean, I've seen it come along down the club and stuff, and I, I know he's been paid, he started it where in eighth edition, so you know it's all like been a bit of a labour of love for Sedge with like the blue and the sort of like the power weapon style blades from forty k on, on high elves and stuff using an airbrush. But yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, it's it's a it, choice. It looks, I, I I like, it, it looks good, but it's striking, man. It is yeah, striking. I think it. You know, it's one of those things where you're either going to love it or hate it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm I don't not. No, I think I just like it. <laughs> I don't love it or hate it. I just, it's like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I think, um, like, I don't know, Gary Hennessy's on was quite nice. I don't know if that was nominated, I can't remember. But um, we had um, well, Matt, Matt Leon's army, and that, that's got, like, a lot of the Mirce miniatures, uh, or Mercer miniatures in that army, and they're really nice. Um, he's using them as core graphs. <laughs> I don't know what it is about like Matt's stuff, but he, he like poses he's converted like the starter set models and he's converted like Raffmongers. But just as you he's like taken normal models and just done a little bit of work on them. It makes the army look really unique. Yeah. My favourite bit from his army was the shoulder pad on that the big like demon prince size yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, the the, the, the stippled guy, mottled yeah. red like I really, I love that. That was really nice. Well, I mean, I, I got to play it at his stag weekend, and um, and thought it was really, really nice on the table. I think he's done, he's done a cracking job. I mean, one thing you can say about Matt is that he, he picks sort of like a scheme, and it like really thinks about the way that the colours like work. I think he together. just executes it really well. Doesn't yeah, he? it's like he's really consistent, and it, it just it's like everything from sort of like the skin tone to the basin really complements the army. I think. Yeah, and it was it was nice to know that my army was um, in contention. As well, from for what, judge's choice, wasn't it? Yeah, um, basically, it came down to like almost like a fifty-fifty between me and Matt. Uh, I'm glad Matt got it, I think, because 
he's put a lot I, more yeah, effort as, than as me, much but... as I like your style, I just think for Judge's choice over yours and his, I think I don't know. I just I, I like I liked his for the win on that, but at the same time, yours is is done properly, even though it's got a lot of stick from people saying it's just dry brushed. It's done properly, so it's a lot. I mean, it does a lot, of work, a lot of work. I mean, it's not done. It's not. I mean, like you can listen to that show I did, but it's it's like you know seven layers on the grey. It's not it's not like I've just done it badly. Like sprayed, sprayed it black, it black dry brush it grey. Yeah. It's, it's actually it's got like glazes and you know uh, different like different airbrush layers and stuff. I mean, it's not and like uh, washes and then a glaze and the double dry brush layer. I mean, it's it's and like the guy I played in the first round, Rupert. He said, um, oh, "I've been trying to copy it, but." how do you get it so smooth and I said it's just it's literally just brush control it's like just just making sure you don't overload the dry brush and I said to him I got through about three dry brush brushes not because they were knackered but just because I wanted to use as fresh a brush as I could to get a nicer effect yeah dry brushes do die quite quickly yeah and if you use especially on spiky models oh yeah and they are well spiky like that and and to be honest that's another thing that makes it work It's, it's the models with more texture yeah. And the Bloodbound have so much texture on them. It just works. They've got a lot of detail if you paint um, them properly. I think if I put a little bit more work in, like I blacked down the armor panels, I did the lava cracking on the bases, and I had the blood crushes done yeah. for the con- the, like the alternate contrast to tie in the other two, the reverse scheme, yeah. I rec- and a display board, I reckon I'll be um, there or thereabouts with... Uh, yeah, definitely. Especially if I do some terrain as well. It just... Matching really terrain goes a long way. Yeah, enough, but definitely. But I mean, it's just for me, it's like it's just how much effort. Um, you want to start your death army now, anyway, don't you? So. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've I've bought some blood knights, and I was like, well, I'll get on with that. And I was like, to be honest, I just run out of steam a little bit. Um, I haven't got any events planned. That's the problem because of those South Coast coming up, I'm not actually playing. No. So um, I'm kind of sat there going, I've got no motivation to start painting because I can't. I'm not thinking about an event, so I'm not. No, Quarter was a bit far away, isn't it? I'm sure, like after South Coast, I'll be really motivated and I'll be thinking about the next event. You'll be I'll looking at armies all weekend, on. going, "Ooh, I like that. Ooh, that's a great combo. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do that." Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I've, I've, I will be inspired after South Coast. It happens every year, um, yeah. and because work's been busy and I've been doing a lot, I just didn't really want to do any hobby. I kind of want to just take my foot off the gas and just chill out a little bit. Um, I've pretty much been. Like since AOS sort of hit, I've kind of been doing so much. I just wanted to stop. How many armies have you done since AOS? No, like you think like Two. I mean, obviously you, you rebased your high and stuff. Didn't yeah, you? I rebased all my high painted loads of stuff for my high and I built a um, stormcast as well. Built a stormcast army, played with that, and then I built and painted the bloodbound with the demons. But that bloodbound army is huge. So um, yeah, I mean, and and you know, I've got other things on the go, but I, it's um, you know, I've got like other alternate game stuff on the go as well. Like, I've got a Blood Bowl team I've done. I've got Frostgrave Warband I'm working on. You know, I've, I've got loads of stuff on the on the go at the moment. It's just There's a load of Infinity stuff as well, haven't you? So. Yeah, I mean, I've got to get. I'm gonna have a clear out of that. Actually, some of it. I'm gonna keep most of it, but I'm probably gonna get rid of the Toa that I've done because don't really need three factions. So no. There you go. But anyway, make, make him an offer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Matt Leon's basically won judge's choice and Adam Elford picked up the player's choice vote um, yeah then Gary Hennessy took the best sports uh, and the kingpin award went to Steve Follows who's 148 
bastard. <laughs> I was I was one four three in the first round, smashed it, beasted it, and then in the last like two frames in the second game, Steve just pulled it out of nowhere with like two two strikes and a spare in a row. I was like, oh, fuck's sake, Steve! Just you just can't win everything, all right? Just hustling, yeah, just hustling. Um, and then I suppose we should do best in race, shouldn't we? So we had best in alliance, chaos, me. Um, best yeah. in alliance, death, Steve. It's not much of a shock. I don't quite understand. Oh, I do. I guess best in alliance, destruction, Ricky, me. And that's because it doesn't take into account painting. So obviously, because yeah. Kieran conferred with destruction, but obviously that shows you that he would have been third if he if he had the painting. And then best in alliance order, Matt Clark, which I think originally was given to Sedge. And then yeah, but it was wrong. It was wrong. Um, but yeah, so um, that was New Dawn, really. So I ended up winning the event, which I was quite happy with. Yep. I, Where did you finish? I, I think I come like 17th or something, but if I had painting 8th or 9th or something, it, yeah. was, it was not great. But it was more, that was more of a trial and error weekend for me. Throwing it. Throwing yeah. it in at the deep end. Yeah, I think it was a fantastic event, really. I, That's one thing I, I think I've missed out on, is that not being able to go and like you know have a practice with at the Safe Coast event in a competitive environment. It, it's I'm not about practicing your army either. It's about scenarios. seeing what other people have got. Practicing and the scenarios. scenarios. That's like, the thing for me, I'm concerned about. Like, I, I, I mean, it's going to sound a little bit, I don't know, but I really enjoyed playing under the comp. I felt it worked. I felt the missions felt different and challenging. I didn't feel like anything felt particularly clunky. I mean, the only way that a little bit clunky was the last mission, but I think with practice it won't be. Um, and I really, I don't know, I just it seemed everyone was buzzing. It just seemed like a really good atmosphere. Yep. And then, I, um, I loved it. It's a great event. And I, I think Chris did a really good job organising it. Food was really good. The atmosphere was great. The bowling was a real highlight. Um, I love the fact I could stay at Matt's house and there was like everyone was there. You had Aaron like passed out on the on the sofa. Dee's was in a complete mess. Ricky was completely screwed over in the morning. It was just it was just just brilliant. It was just like it's just like house of fun. It was amazing. Um, I got to I meet uh, the future uh, Mrs Mrs Lyons as well. It was quite good to meet his is uh, because on the Friday night it was just me and Matt and his missus and we were just chatting. Uh, I've got a lot of time for Matt, and it was really good just to, I don't know, just just hang out with people I don't hang out with that much. Like Aaron, I've never really hung out with. And I, he's I quite funny, though, isn't he? Oh, he's Aaron's great. I, I mean, like, our music tastes are, like, completely aligned as well. And it just, I don't know, it's just, it just a lot of fun. And even, like, I like, I've got a lot of time for Ricky and stuff as well. I mean, everyone, everyone, everyone at the event is just top people. You know, I mean, I just... Can't really. Um, it was one of my can't best really events I've had in a long time. I yeah, I think so. I mean, it was it was absolutely brilliant, um, and I, it was quite nice to, to sort of talk to Andy as well from the Lost Lighthouse, which I don't don't really didn't really know him, but it was um, I was giving him so much shit for being a hipster. It was so funny because he had he, he had his hairdresser uh, his hairdresser this is just a hairdresser in a bag no he had a, he had a um, his hair dryer like this is his bag I was like why have you got a hair dryer. I was like, dry hair. I was like, I don't understand. Like, what? I think it's just because I've got, like, short hair. But he didn't really have long hair, but I don't know. I just thought it was a bit strange. Steve hair dries his hair as well at events. What? So do I, man. What? What's that about? Yeah. 
I guess if you've got long but hair. But do, do, do you? You don't have long hair, though, do they? Steve's got quite long hair. No, he doesn't. What? What do they do then? Like, they, they did he? Does he pack like a full-on like? I mean, this no, thing was like, like when we're in the premiere in, he just uses the hairdryer in the room. Yeah, well, this is the point, right? This guy had um, had like a I don't know, like a sports bag with his clothes in, and he had like a double blower automatic inflating double matches and stuff. But then, like, in the bottom of his sports bag was this, like, it was massive, right? It's this, like, cherry red, like, Power Max 8000 hairdryer, whatever it is. It was, like, proper, like, you I don't know. You want, like, a sex toy? No, no. <laughs> seriously, I was just, like, it just, it was just the fact I sat down and he just pulled this thing out of his bag. I was like, what the it fuck is that? It was a real moment. Yeah, and obviously, I know it's a hairdryer, but I don't know. I just, maybe it's just me. I just... I thought this is a bit fucking weird. There, um, there you go. Get get in touch if you take hair dryers to tournaments. If you've got yeah, long wavy hair, personal. He doesn't have long hair. That's the. Uh, just dry with a towel. It'd be dry in like half an hour. Um, yeah. So anyway, it, it was great. It was a great event, and all my games, fantastic. Um, you know, I think, I think you know, it, it was really hard to sort of say that was my best game. Like. Um, I think, from a tactical gaming point of view, the game against Steve was the best game of AOS I've had so far. Um, but, and it was fun as well, don't get me wrong. But then, like, the game I had against with Gary was just so much fun, because we were just bantering all the way through. Um, and, you know, everyone I played was great. I mean, like, it was fun to play Ricky as well. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, I enjoyed it. And Sedge, Sedge is always the top player that guys played the play, so it's, it was good fun. I think I, um, I don't know about the, the guy I played in the first round. I think I might have upset him. No, I don't know. I'm kidding. Um, I don't know why he didn't come back. I think he just didn't do that well. And he was like, oh, I just need to get back to the drawing board and think about my list. So, um, but, you know, it, it was alright. It was good. It was good fun. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, that probably wraps it up for New Dawn. Yeah. So, uh, a bit of a shame that you couldn't make it, Les, but, you know. Uh, yeah, I was, I was a bit gated. Like, I saw some of the, the results and stuff and, um, and yeah, generally I, I'm, was gutted to not, not be there and like take part in like the event. I've always mean to, it's like there's a, a couple of events out there that I've not got to that I really, you know, really need to like buck up and get to. Like I've not been to a, Blood and uh, Glory. Blood and Glory, yeah, and I've not been to New Dawn. I've not been to a Black Sun event. So I need to sort it out really. Well, that was my to. first Black Sun event because I think the only one was Blackout. I think that was two years ago. And the, the yeah. Wayne of Wire before that. Yeah. And Tomlin ran that as well. But, yeah, I'd like to go to one, uh, definitely. In, in, you know, if they're running it next year, I'd like to, you know, pencil I'd like to see him run one later in the year as well. In the summer, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah we'll do another see. one. Um, I'm quite looking forward to some of the events coming up. So, um, it's probably a nice little segue. So, call to all. When's, when's that? What's next? Sort of after South Coast, isn't it? Ooh, that's May. May, yeah. May. And we've got. It's, it's filling up as well. The, the entrance list was just updated. 30 AOS players down now. It's the end of May, isn't it, as well? Yeah, like, 49th yeah. age players down, so AOS is, is getting big. Yeah, yeah, and we've got, obviously, South Coast. Yeah, yeah um, that shitty little event with no one signed up. Oh, wait, hang on. Yeah, it's uh, going one, pretty well. 140 people? <laughs> I, I think it's over that. Dan hasn't updated the um, entrance list on the forum, but I'm pretty yeah. sure we're over Did that. Did he say 150 on Twitter? I, I wouldn't be surprised if we breached that. I, I think we're over that, to be honest. Um 
we were on 136 in the thread, but he hasn't updated that for a while. Yeah. I don't know, I've had about five or six people but say... who are all these people? Because no one plays 8th edition anymore. Uh, sorry, sorry, no one plays AOS because 9th edition... I, to be honest, I think it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, it's going to be immense. I, I just... There's going to be some stuff happening and people are going to be like, what is this? I've never seen this combo. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And I'm, I'm, I've got mad, mad props for Dan Barwick. Can't wait to fucking... One of my old uh, WoW buddies. I can't wait to uh, to meet up with him again. So uh, that's great. He's there. Um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And then obviously we've got some other events coming up in weeks. So we've got like um, War Chiefs are going to be running an extra event in down in October. Today, yeah. is, it? is it October? Yeah, uh, yeah, October. I think it's like mid October, mid to late October. Yep, I'll be all over that. Yeah. Then you've I'm, got um, the Bristol guys are running an event, aren't they? Or two. Uh, Mark, isn't he? Mark. Castle, I can't remember his last name. Bristol, Castle, yeah. Yeah, Castle, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Bristol, Smash, 4th and 5th of June. Um, hopefully they'll, um, they'll adopt the, uh, sort of comp they adopt, but we'll see. Oh, I, I got an early, early one as well. There is a Reading AOS. Oh, nice. Warfare later in the year. I've been talking to the organiser, Steve. Um, he's doing ninth age, but he's going to run AOS as well. Yep. Um, so that'll be a good one because I refed at that last year and didn't actually get to play. So, so did you actually, didn't you? So you should get a free ticket. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. I'm, I'm doing that again. So yeah, it's a uh, good fun. But yeah, there's um, there's sort of events coming up. So keep an eye on the Warhammer forum. We'll promote it on here. If you're running an event and you want us to plug it, let us know and we'll, we'll give a shout out. So, it will cost um, you three grand. Uh, it's free, so <laughs> just uh, it, it will not. It will, it, you might have to, um, you might have to ply Terry with a bottle of rosé. Yep, four, four quid get, from a local spa shop. You'll get other, a free other shops go. Are available. You will get a do, go on him. Do, do you want to talk about the delivery that you're expecting tomorrow's virus? Yeah, we should, shouldn't we? Yeah. So, face hammer dice. They're, they're here. Um, yeah. We'll put some details up soon. Uh, once I've got them, I've worked out what we're going to be selling them for. Um, but basically, we've got our staple colour, which is going to be uh, blue, white, well, teal, teal white, teal white with black, amazing. which look really nice. And then we've got our limited edition ones for this round, which are basically dark, stormy blue to go with the uh, Stormcrutch Eternals. Um, and then we've uh, we've got some special dice, which are just for teal, us. just for the podcasters, but. Um, what we'll be doing with those is we, if you play us at an event or, you know, we, you know, you, we think you are, a, a, you know, you, you go, oh yeah, I really listen to the show, I really enjoy it. We may, we may partake in, uh, giving you one of these special dice, but we're not going to sell these dice. The only way you'll get them is from us in person if we like you. So probably no one will get any. No one will get any dice. Like I fucking hate dice. everyone. And the dice are, we like dice more than you. Sorry, Chris. Yes. So, but the, so all seriously, though, the white and teal ones. The white teal look amazing. amazing. Yeah, I've given a few people a few sneak peeks that I shouldn't have done. And they oh yeah, I've been showing like, give, when when can I buy these? Because they look fucking so good. I'm really excited. Hopefully, it'll turn up tomorrow. Um, it should do for the money I paid for the delivery. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, it'll turn up and. Um, before I have to go and get my train in the afternoon, so hopefully I can get it in the morning and uh, crack on. So uh, yeah. Brilliant. Um, cool. That's it, really. But we will put some details out uh, on the website 
uh, like contact information and also through Twitter as well of how you go about getting your hands on these, but they will be for sale at South Coast GT. So uh, that's just... Come and uh, see Russ yeah. with, your, with your monies. Yeah, exactly. Um, so hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll fly off like hotcakes. Um, and they should be proper bent as well, which is what you want the dice to do. Yeah, Terry's going to pop them up as bum. He's going to be our diesel. No, we're not. No, that's not happening. I, I want to sell some. I don't, nobody's going to want that. Yeah. I mean, you could have some limited edition ones if people really, really request that. But if you want any Stormcast dice, I can bank some off my nose and see which you can I reckon. Sixes. I reckon what we could do is, like, we'll do it by how many you can balance on your nose. Yeah, we'll do that. So, like, unfortunately, Les, we've ordered a thousand and there's only, like, five left because Les yeah. went first. What a fucking knob. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> So that'll be coming soon. Firestorm 4 show will be recorded next week. Um, we'll probably do a little show on the Warpath event as well, Terry, when you've yep. got some yeah, time. We'll record that over this weekend, I expect, at some point when you're not playing games. Oh, I'm not I'm not around this weekend, but it'll oh, okay. be, um, be next we week. We can sort it out. We can sort it out. Cool. Um, yeah, and thanks for listening again. Thanks for the support. And um, I'm, I've got like a, a sort of in the works uh, extra sponsorship maybe coming so uh, we'll, more on that later uh, but obviously Element Games um, if you click through the website that really helps us really appreciate it um, and also if you want to support us pick up the new Face Hammer dice and get some totally awesome gamer swag accessories to go with your combat gauge so, winner yeah. thanks for listening I think, I think that wraps it up then to make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to your face subscribe to us on iTunes Add our RSS feed to your reader and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>